0: Bring it back! Welcome to another edition of Super Kicking with Steven, your favorite host right here. Steven joining me, of course, to Greg. One, we got a lot to talk up. We got Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, all back with fans. Well, not Raw, sorry. Every, the rest of the week was back with fans. Hell to a Cell predictions. Um, some of my predictions, I were going to go back and forth on now because of what happened last night and what's happened previously. So excited to have fans back. I think there was a great energy to SmackDown last night. I thought AEW, of course, had the energy as they've been back the past couple weeks. And we'll see what Raw brings up, you know, after. So, good stuff to have. Greg, I know you're a little downtrodden, though. <laughs> you were up 2-0. Now it's tied.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now What's, it's a series. Now it's a series. Um, we were hoping to get a split and just make it a wrap to, tonight. Uh didn't happen. Milwaukee came out and they played like they're supposed to play when they're at home and desperate. They got both wins in their house, and now it goes back to our house. So uh, game five tonight, 9 o'clock, I'll be ready, locked in. But uh, I still fully expect my sons to uh, get this out. It's the best of three series now, and two games are at home. So um, I totally expect them to come through just off of, uh, you know, they've been the best team in the playoffs the whole the whole off, uh, playoff season. Um, Devin Booker is ready to take that next step. You know, Kobe took this man in as his protege, and um, this is his moment. You know, Kobe told him to be legendary. This is the time to be legendary. So I expect to – I'd say, yeah, at least for the next two games, that he's going to put up big numbers, uh, 30, 40 points, and just take over. Um, The rest of the team will fall in line behind him. And uh, Chris Paul played uncharacteristically – off his game so he's going to be on and when those two are going at the same time you can't stop him so it's going to happen we're going to take game fight tonight and then uh, hopefully wrap it up in milwaukee because you know the rule about game sevens we really don't want game Sevens. so um i'm still taking this taking them uh six seven games doesn't matter it's their year and they're going to take it so and a road team hasn't won
0: yet so there you go so they Somebody needs to win on the road, or well, I guess they don't have to. I guess Phoenix could just close it out in Phoenix, but yeah, yeah, Milwaukee be, has to uh, win on the road. <laughs> yes, Milwaukee has to win. Yeah, and they have to win technically two out of three on the road, so that's that's always telling. But um, and then what about this uh, stuff with Damian Loward? I always thought I thought he'd be a guy to stick around, and now he's coming out. Oh, I didn't say that, which always makes makes me believe something was said and uh yeah i'm i'm kind of disappointed like i guess until he gets traded or whatever i won't be disappointed but if he does you kind of have that you know it's like giannis like you hope mm-hmm. giannis stays you know or i'm sure you guys want booker to stay for his career you know something yeah. like that but and i thought damien Lillard was like a different ilk, you know i didn't think he'd be that type too but you probably get frustrated in you know, you keep doing the same stuff. You know, he's doing all he can there, so I guess I get it. But it kind of sucks if he does end up, you know, requesting a request. We requesting a trade. We both can't get out words. <laughs> words come easy, not today. But anyway, so um, yeah, and he's kind of been linked to, you know, the Ben Simmons stuff, and like people are throwing out my Pacers, like Sabonis to Portland. Simmons here, Lillard, Sixers. So I'm like, I don't want Ben Simmons though. I I just <laughs> him, Malcolm Brogdon, Lavert. Yeah. That'd be a that's a hard pairing. I feel like somebody would have to be the sixth man. Like they all can't play, right? Because we got T.J. Warren coming back. Unless you know, unless you move T.J. Warren to the four, but Warren's not big enough to play at the four. I don't think. I think you know I. Nowadays I guess it doesn't matter per se, but still, yeah. Um and like I don't want to get rid of Sabonis because he's done everything he can here, but yeah, the literate stuff I'm like, man, that just kind of sucks if it is true. Yeah, I think it's like, a lot it's, we want people
1: talking for him though. Uh, and, until that, he and that is something it. or lose to it himself. You know, people are fantasy booking him in other cities. Yeah. All my laker fans have been dropping memes but with him in Laker Colors next year. Yes. LeBron and AD and you know I think a lot of people are speaking for him. Um, You know he's frustrated. I'm sure he's frustrated, but um, you know if every frustrated superstar automatically got switched to another team, you know you would nothing would be uh, people be moving all the time. So it's it's not the case until he says it is. You know his agent says it is. And I think it's a lot of people speaking on his behalf. Who um, he may be that loyal guy, may be you know Portland for life, um, or at least you know until the end of his contract. So mm-hmm. um, I'd go by that for right now, and you know to listen to all the, the the fantasy bookers out there because there's a lot of them going right now. Right now,
0: it is a downfall too. Like LeBron had the same problem. You know, everybody was speaking up for him.
1: And I think he got too many voices in his
0: head, you know, he had a big, he had a big entourage. I don't think he well, has that. In, you know, I think once he kind of realized I don't need all that and that who knows, maybe lower has, you know, that too many people around him trying to all get their, like they always say, get their hand in a cookie jar as it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's what happened to Victor Depot. I think too many voices got to him and he realized, Oh, I need to leave. And he did. And Paul George, like it's, it's all these young guys. So um, but yeah, I guess listen to the state of basketball for all more basketball talk. I believe it's tomorrow. So all right, let's get to Raw because there were some uh some surprises on Raw. Let's just start right off the bat. Xavier Woods <laughs> defeats Bobby <laughs> Lashley. Who had that on their bingo card for <laughs> 2021, 2020, 2019, 20? Like I mean, I get it, especially when we look at the end lashley needed to you know I I think he'll be he's not buried he's not def- you know I think he's going to kill Kofi on Sunday kill Goldberg at SummerSlam and then whatever happens after that you know that's when we'll have to see but uh what a win for Xavier Woods and he's showing that he could go in the ring you know we haven't seen a lot of singles for Xavier Woods and now we're starting to see that so I was okay with it, you know, it, it's just a nice win for Xavier Woods. It didn't, I don't, you know, it, it turned Bobby Lashley around and that's what happened at the end. You know, he got rid of the women. He, I almost thought he was going to take out um, MVP at the end and he mm-hmm. did not but I think he should have, even if MVP is like, you know, comes back. But, um, yeah. So what we'll kind of, I kind of, you know, put book in them so you could talk about both segments, but. I think it was a really strong segment at the end for Bobby Lashley to get that, you know, aura back about him. So, uh, have at it, Greg. What do you think about Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley, and then the end segment, and we'll we'll build in the middle as well.
1: Yeah, it was all great. Um, in, in true, we, we saw the matchup Woods and Lashley, and okay, we've seen this movie before. It's still going to be a good match, and you know, Lashley's going to win, and all of a sudden. Xavier gets away. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that was the uh, prevailing response among most of us who are watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been seeing Xavier do uh, put down some great matches over the last few months. Um, so, you know, we expected a great match from him. And, you know, this match delivered. It was really good. And, uh, you know, definitely uh, swerved us at the end. Um, and then, you know, it ties in great throughout the show where it shows Lastly is a bit disheveled and, um, uh, you know, he brushes aside, you know, MVP and let's go to the lounge, yada, yada. And then at the end, um, you know, doing away with the girls in the lounge and cuts a fire promo. That was the best promo I've seen him do in a in, while, as long as I can remember. Yeah yeah and that was a great promo and you know we talked about you know thought kofi was just trying to just talk it smack and no he was right and um you know it couldn't lay the groundwork better everything they've been doing over the last few weeks has been on point and um you know it, it definitely sets the stage for this weekend um i'm with you i think he's gonna you know of course kofi uh about like I say, a squash match, but about 10 minutes and, yeah, um, you know, thoroughly dominant. And, you know, then on to Oldberg, Oldberg more like it. Um, mm-hmm. So, but the whole segment um, and all the little pieces that we've through the show um, were perfect. That's the way it should be done.
0: And I, I kind of wonder if this might open the night on Money in the Bank. You know, unless you do open with one of the money and bank matches, but this would probably, I think you almost have Lashley come out there and be like demanding Kofi come out and ask for the match like right away. And then, like you said, I think Kofi gets some offense in, but um, Kofi ain't winning it. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, I'll be curious to see when they, when they place this. Because, like I said, I could see it really start. Do you think you could see it starting the night, tomorrow yeah, night? absolutely. Yeah. And kind of letting – And then that gives Lashley, you know, that aura back and all that. So, um, a couple backstage segments. We did have Alexa Bliss welcoming Eva Marie and Dewdrop. And I like that Alexa was trying to talk to Dewdrop, but Eva Marie was speaking for her. And you also had the whole like Dewdrop was kind of mesmerized later on in the night by Alexa Bliss. So, um, and we'll kind of go to that match real quick because we had Nikki Ash defeat. Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Naomi, because we had Eva Marie come out there and Dewdrop takes out. Alexa Bliss drops her over the barricade. And then all of a sudden, Alexa Bliss is gone and never back. So that might play into my prediction, though, for uh, tomorrow night. But uh, so, Greg, what do you think about the segment with Alexa Playground? And of course, Nikki Ash winning. I think we can mark her off as not winning the money in the bank because I don't (laughs) think she would have won it Monday night and then win again. So I am eliminating her. I'm like, I, I go by process of elimination. I feel like Nikki has now moved to my bottom, even though it makes sense storyline, but I feel like they're just going to build her for what she is. So, yeah. What do you think about the match? And then, you know, what do you think about Lexa Bliss kind of almost trying to play up, you know, try to get Dewdrop on her side in a way, not in her side, but like, you know, we're, so, we're going to see that Dewdrop turn. And like I said, I think it needs to happen sooner Mm -hmm. rather than later, but um, have your own thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. uh, The playground segment was lost on me. I was like, okay, what was that? I, it it didn't do anything except for giving Maria a chance to complain. And she could do that in the ring. Um, Mm -hmm. The match itself was the match. Uh, I wasn't impressed by it. And, the the part with the uh peering and the interaction with dewdrop. Um it's really the last time they can pull that kind of focus pocus on us with now that they're going back in front of live crowd. <laughs> you so yeah well. you don't want to drop her in a pile of fans. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> not the gonna go over as well. Just,
0: the fans could just well uh, the fans love Alexa Bliss, so yeah you better not drop them in.
1: I don't want to well, know what can...
0: some of those I don't know what how handsy some of those fans might get so
1: True. <laughs> being being uh you know nice they could crowd surfer all the way to the back that's the what room. i was wondering like yeah you do the <laughs> old school like take her all around i know they did that with
0: like um spike dudley back in the day uh um, yeah, and yeah. like mike awesome threw him like in just past the barricade and they just started like almost helping him get back to the rings so um yeah like you said i i i get it and it had eva marie talk up the win of course and like i said i think that that Monday, this Monday night, you need to have Dewdrop turn on her. Uh, yeah. You know, even if Eva Marie still tries to keep her around, I still think you want Dewdrop to really set herself with that live crowd and all that. Um, we also had Drew McIntyre destroy the motorcycle of Jinder Mahal. I don't know who Drew is going to get on his side. Like, because we got the Viking Raiders kind of involved with, you know, o- AJ and almost, I mean, I guess maybe New Day. After, because maybe after, you know, after Sunday night, they'll probably have something, they'll need something to do. Other than that, I don't, you know, because you feel like Drew, I guess he could take them all out. But at the same time, you could help build a tag team up, you know, against uh, Veer and Shanky. But do you think there's any tag team that does kind of come to the aid of Drew? Maybe Monday night if Drew's getting beat down or is this just Drew all for himself to try to build himself out?
1: Uh, one team comes to mind um i like the new age, new day idea aside from the fact that standing next to a beer and shanky or whatever names are that it would be really uh, it would be really odd looking because okay. they would yeah. tower over uh, yeah. both of them um and they probably have you know different plans for new day on a tag team level they Always operating mm-hmm. at operating at the top. Um, the team I can see Drew rallying, and because I'm still rooting for these guys, as badly as they've been portrayed so far on the main roster, are Dio Madden and mm-hmm. uh, Dijakovic. and yeah. just have to mean- break off from the whole retribution thing, take off the stupid face paint, and rally those two together size wise it works yeah you put those yeah. three teams together or those three uh um, people of yeah. three yeah side by side <laughs> <laughs> now it looks good now it looks even yeah um, guys who are equal size and you know that would look legit and this way you could hit them with dodgy origin story you can hit them with madden's origin story Mm -hmm. and be done with the whole retribution nonsense and show them in the brighter light standing next to drew um you know it's like me standing next to the supermodel i look better just because i'm standing next to the supermodel (laughs) um they're gonna look better because they're standing next to drew and he's going to give them his shine and we're going to look at them differently So if Pete gets those two together, go run with me, let's go take these guys out, you know, this is a way to relaunch them on the fly. And mm-hmm. so I'm pulling for that team because it makes sense they don't have anything else to do. And, you know, they're sitting back and catering, <laughs> uh, you know, just robbing the bank with a ski mask, you know, with their uh, for their paychecks, you know, make mm-hmm. them earn it. And I think it is a perfect opportunity for them.
0: Especially if you did a backstage segment, like maybe early in the night with Drew, just trying to call them out on it. And then they come to the aid of him later on, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, and you give Drew, cause obviously Drew can use his own promos. You know, we'll get away from the stories that he's been telling about whatever stories he's been telling, but, you know, try to get him back to where he is. Cause we, I, and that's the thing too, but then money in the bank's looming over my head, like, you know, does that play a part? So yeah, I I'll roll with your idea of you know mace and T bars somehow, but then that loss to Lucha House Party just makes me think they're in the Ascension land. They're right, but there's no yeah. better time than right now to do that. That okay, oh yeah, but <laughs> but you gotta think, you know, you're at the bottom and I don't yeah, I just I'm curious uh but like we said i think drew would help them as much as he could and maybe drew wants to go to bat for them because i feel like drew has to have some pull backstage now you know sure. with all that he's accomplished so um it's gonna be fun to see him get a nice crowd reaction too uh because i hope that the crowd hasn't turned on him but then if he wins the money to make i kind of wonder if they will so that's going to be an interesting you know kind of um uh we'll see where that goes um as we kind of saw in AEW, with you know we thought heels would be heels and faces would be faces, but uh, some other stuff. I've already defeated AJ Styles, but then almost defeated Eric, so we're just continuing that. Um, Sheamus defeated Humberto Carrillo, but the big story there is Damian Priest coming out. I'm all Damian Priest should beat Sheamus. I'm fine with that. It gets him away from Riddle and Orton. It gives him the U.S. title. Gives him back on the pedestal. So Greg. Uh, Damian Priest for US
1: title on your end. Um I I will sign up for the rivalry, but not yet. Um I'm loving what Seamus is doing with the US title and his open challenge. Um mm-hmm. uh in the open challenge in the sense that it's still a challenge, but it's not for the title. Um yeah. you know, it's it's a great angle, and you know, it's a twist on the old familiar. And I've been loving what he's been doing. You know, the face mask looks awesome. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I want to see more of that. What what Seamus has been doing has been great. Um, and then, you know, give him a program with with uh, Priest to build him up. Because Seamus is one of those guys that will elevate him. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, after a good program, then we can put the title in Priest. Because, um could be just me, but I um, don't know if the uh, crowd is told him what rid or what uh, priest is supposed to be right now. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, is this golf guy, is this heavy metal guy, he's um, rolling with bad money. You know, yeah. who is this guy? there's not much on him. And so, you know, we don't have much reason to buy in. So after getting a good set of matches, you know, against a proven heel, gets a tough guy. Gets do like Seamus, you know that could be uh, definitely very helpful in getting him over.
0: <laughs> uh, Ricochet defeated John Morrison a false count anywhere. We just keep going back and forth. I feel like those guys are just going to take each other out at Money in the Bank, um, unless one takes the other one out and then that kind of moves it on. Uh, any, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have any more thoughts on this. I feel like we're just kind of we keep circling around like we don't know which direction we want to go because we had john morrison beat ricochet we had ricochet beat him you know unless there's unless they finally put some you know uh stakes to it like you know best we're going to do best of five our best of three you know and then you say okay like we did with booker t and chris benoit back in the day or whoever i think it was jericho and maybe some you know we had a best of seven yeah We did Sheamus and Cesaro, which ended up tied, but whatever. And then they became a great tag team. So uh, funny story, Greg, the last match was here in Indianapolis for Sheamus and Cesaro when they, you know, had had the tie. But um, always fun (laughs) to kind of pull those little beats of trivia. So Eddie, do you have any other new thoughts on Ricochet and John Morrison? Because I don't. (laughs)
1: This puts Ricochet beating Mark Morrison two two out of three times. Um, okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess. Yeah. because he beat the first time. Um, well, they so had, two had out of a double. three for Ricochet. Yeah. Almost a yeah, double count? Yeah. There was a double count out between. That's right. Okay. So maybe the one one and one. Yeah, something like that. I, I think it's in a, a double disqualification. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Anyway, the point is that right. uh, Ricochet has been put off, put over more strongly than he has been since he came out of NXT. That's um, true. Yeah, and I think that he may finally be getting his turn. Um, I said last week, if it was up to me, I would have him win the Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're not going to let him. Um, but, you know, at least a strong showing puts him um, in a in a higher tier. Yes. Uh, maybe not top of the card, but top of the mid-card. And, you know, you can put him in a legit program with Sheamus or if he switches brands uh, with the IC champ, um, him against Cruz. Um, and so... It seems like they're they're building him up strong, you know, even in the one loss he took, you know, he still came over strong. And you know, he he's gonna be over big with the crowd, you know, the crowd loves yeah. Ricochet and for a good reason. And he just hasn't been given the opportunity to, you know, perform like he can perform uh in the ring. But this is, you know, that time is the perfect time to reintroduce him as a stronger character and it looks to me right now that that's what they're doing.
0: Yeah. And I think you bring up a great point that just a standout performance could do a lot for him. It could finally give him, you know, cause he got a lot, he got a lot of shine at the beginning, him and Aleister Black, you know, were the tag team title picture. They look mm-hmm. good together. Him and Ali did some fun stuff together. So now, you know, we'll kind of see where they really want to position him, you know, at money in the bank. If he just, is there for a couple spots and that's it, you know. I think that would really say a lot. But if he, maybe he's climbing up the ladder of wars and takes him out, or you know, he's kind of all over the place. Then yeah, he's you know in a better spot. So, and finally, Rhea Ripley defeated Natalia. We also had Charlotte come out there take out Rhea. This is the one, Greg. I think where we want. I want to see where the crowd goes with this. Could it be the mixed? You know, like let's go Charlotte let's go Ripley or let's go Rhea. And it goes, goes back and forth. And cause everybody keeps saying these two girl, two women are pretty much the same character. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, it's hard to tell. Like, I get that Rhea is probably supposed to be the face, but she doesn't have face quality, you know, like, like Bubba or uh, um, Bubba Ray Dudley brought up. She's all in black. I don't care about what she looks like on TV. Cause I feel like she pops on the screen, you know, She's got that look. She's got the hair. She's got the muscle. Like, I think she pops off the screen. It doesn't, she doesn't need to be colorful, but, but then you have Charlotte, the same exact thing. It's almost like when Charlotte and Dana were thing, it's like, you're just the same character. It doesn't really. Yeah. So I'm going to be interested tomorrow in Fort Worth. Like I could see a lot of back and forth with the crowd because the crowd doesn't know who to cheer for, you know, in a way. So uh, any thoughts on you know maybe that aspect tomorrow? And then we'll get into the prediction, of course, later on. But, uh, yeah, thoughts on Rhea Ripley and Natalya and then, of course, Charlotte coming out to go at the knee again. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, the matches were, you know, blah. Um, yeah. all, they were just there for filler to get us to, you know, this weekend, tomorrow. Um, and you're right, they are – Two peas in the same pod. Um, they have completely done this wrong as far as the presentation of this match. And, and the storyline was there, and it was easy. Um, Rhea's redemption for losing her title in the nxt to Charlotte. Years gone by. You no, know, you no. Know, Charlotte comes out. You can't beat me. I beat you at WrestleMania. Blah blah blah. And this is Rhea's chance at redemption. You know, I've had the year to sit on it and think about it and wonder what I did wrong and fix it. And now I'm going to beat the queen. It was there. It was basic, simple, and it's easy to follow. And they didn't do it. And they did the whole thing where Rhea's come out and she's just as arrogant and just as obnoxious as Charlotte is. And for what reason? What is it serving? And, you know, I can out dirty you. That's, that's not good storytelling. Um, we don't, if she's supposed to be the baby face, why is she, you know, doing the dirty tactics? Um, you know, nothing wrong with the baby faces having some edge to them and, you know, being harder edged, but um, you know, I know your tricks and I'm going to show you it's, it's kind of, kind of pointless where the easier storyline was right there, served on the silver platter, and they passed on it. Um, so just like you are going to be willing to, or looking forward to seeing how this goes reaction-wise um, because, you know, the safety of the Thunderdome is over, thank God. And um, we're going to get some real feedback. Um, so I'm looking forward to put some type of uh, maybe closure is a wrong word on this because I'm sure it's going to go further after this match. Um,
0: Could it go into SummerSlam? Do you think?
1: Yeah, is is that we can have some, you know, another match with uh, some stipulation or a, a special match, cage mm-hmm. match, something like that. But after this this weekend, tomorrow night, uh, the roles will be more clearly defined. Um, once we see how the crowd reacts to them. Yeah. And that, well, that's the thing. Like, looking ahead to SummerSlam, you know, I don't know
0: who you throw at Rhea Ripley right now because there's no women really up there yet. You know, I mean, I guess maybe throw Nikki Ash just to do it. Maybe throw Nikki Ash in there as a third person just to kind of almost split the sides up a little bit and let that play out. But uh, yeah. Uh, so that's Monday Night Raw. Uh, let's do some NXT talk. Uh, Dakota Kai defeated Ember Moon. I thought that was a surprise. And then we had Ziya Lee come out and, you know, look at Raquel Gonzalez and be like, you know, I want that title. Now, Greg, I also noticed Dakota Kai giving a side eye to Raquel, you know, like, wait a minute. Like, you're going to give. So I think that's intriguing. I think that's we're that that it's a very very long wick <laughs> as they say and <laughs> i think mean, like we're we're just we're just starting to light it but uh and then Xia is an interesting name to put in the in the title picture because the way she's been booked it feels like she should just kill <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez but then mm-hmm. again if Raquel beats her that makes Raquel better so yeah. you got all kinds of and I I mean I feel bad for Ember Moon loses her tag team partner loses now <laughs> i kind of think ember moon's gonna go down the you know i think ember moon one might pick up some wins here and there but i kind of feel like she's going to be a gatekeeper type in NXT. you know because i don't know it, it it like you said before it feels hard to know her presentation and what they want to do with her i thought like her and chahtzee really fit well together because there was this you know loner type but they're together and they, they had the look of Mad Max, Thunderdome, old school type stuff. So but, uh, give me your own thoughts. Dakota Kai winning and then that little Xia Lee stuff. And, you know, does Dakota play a factor into that as well?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, Ember is – she's going back to the bottom. She's hanging out with uh, Madden and Dijakovic right now. Um, chilling and catering she's just all lost all her mojo since she came back um and she needs some time off camera to to get right again um and she's only been back for a handful of months but um you know the best go away recreate themselves and come back again you know there's nothing against it so um i think she's at that point yeah gatekeeper status where you know get some wins here and there but she's there to help new talent come up you know the arts of the world and um you know give some impressive showings and you know eat some else in process um the Zia lee angle was interesting because I'm not sure if we're if we're really getting uh Raquel over as a baby face now because as long as she's in league with Dakota, she's still gonna be seen as a heel. Mm-hmm. Um so maybe this is helping define, you know, whose side is what side is she on, because Z- Lee is more of a fiendish character. Yeah. Um in her presentation and the organization she's running with the t and shaw uh group seemed more uh, of a heel faction yeah yeah um which would put raquel in more of a, a baby face spot and out of her demeanor her body language you know she's smiling you know she's coming across as a baby face on screen and next to Dakota who's scowling, scowling, and you know, I caught the little side eye too because you know she just walked past Dakota as if she wasn't there and got in Raquel's face. And so, you know, I missed the uh slow burn of NXT with the storytelling, so um, I happily embrace it and look forward to the Dakota Raquel um, wake burning out for a while still. Um, There'll be little hints here and there of Dakota turning, little, you know, mistakes that may pop up, things like that, and eventually it'll happen. But, um, you know, we need this back, so I'm here for it.
0: Especially like we said, it just gives me all the um sean michaels kevin nash type stuff and it's kind of interesting it's kind of switched in a way because you have you know dakota almost not as the heavy but like looking up to the heavy like wait a minute you probably should be helping me out but she isn't so yeah Mm -hmm. i'll be interested to see like like you said little little things here and there um because it does seem like we'll start to slowly get that tyler rust of diamond mine defeated bobby fish so we're kind of, you know, let, we don't get Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong yet, but we're probably gonna get that down the road. Um, any thoughts on that match? I I thought it was fine. I didn't, you know, I, I don't know if the Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong is enough. Does that make sense? Like like Kyle Riley, Adam Cole, it felt like an it, you know, we needed the third match, obviously, but like I don't know if they're trying to go to recreate that with Bobby Fish. And um and roger strong and bobby fish uh looked a little pudgy there i think he's gotta he's gotta hit the weight room a little bit i don't know if he's always been <laughs> that thick has he like i i felt well, he's been off tv for a while but uh i feel like he hasn't always like been that that kind of heavy on the on the gut side um but yeah i and bobby fish is a good wrestler but i just don't know if he can refine deep redefine himself like kyle Riley has uh obviously you got roger strong doing it with the faction you know, does Bobby Fish try to enlist some guys to help them? So, uh, thoughts on, you know, Diamond Mine and Bobby Fish segment and the storyline there.
1: Yeah. I like where they were coming from. Um, that, you know, they were backstage they did a, you know, the little open challenge and Bobby Fish stepped up and be like, Oh, we didn't see that coming, you Mm -hmm. know, fish is strong. And, uh, so I like what they did there. Um, and, Ah, uh, strong doing the base, the classic heel move. where you're not facing me yet. You're facing my boy, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know he's gonna have to work his way through the gauntlet to to get to Roderick, um, So, basic storytelling, one, two, three, and um, that's all we need. Um, mm-hmm. There's no point in bringing out Diamond Mind and having him beat L's all at the beginning. Yeah, um, of straight out the beginning. So. Um, It makes sense that, you know, Fish loses the match, even though he's just come back, too. We're more familiar with him. We've seen him a lot more on uh, Mm -hmm. NXT TV as opposed to Diamond Mine. We've only seen, you know, pretty much one and a half times. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it's a good introduction to Diamond Mind. It's just a chance to see what Tyler Russ can do. And, you know, it's going to help keeping Fish involved to give some relevancy to um trust and um the other asian guy i can't think of what his name is uh um, a yeah. yeah. decade something Suzuki. yeah like that's why that he needs to be involved so we can get to learn his yeah. name yes um so you know they're doing you know a good job of letting us know about his background but mm-hmm. um you know once. It'll start sinking in once we see him in the ring and um, you know getting some camera time. Yeah, uh, Saray <laughs> defeated Gigi Dolan. Of course,
0: everybody was talking about that drop kick. That almost, <laughs> I think Saray almost slipped through the ropes. That was a that was quite the <laughs> drop kick. But I thought I thought this is a little bit better showing for Saray than the pa- previous ones, and I thought Gigi Dolan looked okay. Um, I think it was her, one of her first outings and I think she's, she was known as Priscilla Priscilla Kelly and she was with Darby Allen for a little bit and now they're no longer together. But anyways, um, so looks like, you know, she's trying to kind of earn her own wings. Uh, Greg, any, are you on the Saray train yet? Cause I'm still kind of not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, still right now, no um she just doesn't do anything for you i was more impressed with Gigi Dolan, to be honest with you um from the match standpoint what she was doing was more impressive um i i did i don't know if i didn't notice it the first time or the, one of the first couple of times she was had matches or not um her finish um uh, that little fishman's frame buster yeah, I don't know what you want to call it? Uh, it looked really impressive this time. So I don't know if I just didn't see it before, or you know, it went like it like that, and we missed it. Um, so I like her finisher, um, but she was the unspectacular uh, person in the match. So I thought Dolan was a lot more interesting, and you know, carried the match more in this array. That, and i did forget to mention that somebody came out there to
0: watch this match by the name of mandy rose <laughs> so it sounds like mandy rose is going to be in nxt now and um we will bring up mandy rose later on because of what happened backstage later on but um very interested to see mandy rose some people say demoted <laughs> some people say promoted because she might get more shine down there i think it just is what it is i think the odd the odd woman out is dana brooke uh, i don't think dana brooke i think you know if we see another round of cuts is it going to surprise us if we see dana brooke on that list probably not i just don't i think they've tried everything they can with her at least you know they obviously believe amanda rose because they're giving her this shot to do something in nxt and you know it's worked for people they reinvent themselves they find a new avenue and then they come back as we saw last night which I did not think that certain person would be back last night. <laughs> so yeah, but um, <laughs> right. maybe Rose out there watching. Was it? How about we just get to it because we're talking about her. So Casey Casazzaero, Caden Carter, Beat, Aliyah and Jesse, Camilla, and Aliyah decided to turn on Robert Stonebrand, leave him in the dust. We had Frankie Monet out there, and then we had Mandy Rose say, "Well, the Robert Stonebrands under new management." So I could. So I guess we're getting. Mandy Rose, Frankie Monet, Jesse, and Robert Stone, <laughs> which is, you know, and I think that's kind of because we know the star power Mandy Rose has, and then you have the new star power and and Frankie, and then they can both build up Jesse, and Robert Stone is there for good comedic relief, so I'm okay with it. Mm. Um, I guess they need to turn Jesse blonde now, <laughs> almost <laughs> did with you know they got to dye her hair because you got two beautiful blondes and uh but anyway so uh what do you think about greg so and then it sounds like ali is going to roll and that Hmm. i'm not ready for that ali is not ready for it i don't think but whatever i guess we need women so (laughs) we do but it sounds like because ali has worked a dark match and it's funny they said she worked a dark match last night against zaya lee which I don't know if that means they're going to call Zia Lee up already, but interesting that Aaliyah, because obviously she walked out the door. So it sounds like, you know, you're, you're putting Mandy Rose down there, but you're calling up Aaliyah. And I'm just, I don't think Aaliyah, I mean, Aaliyah has been in NXT for thousands of years. So I guess it is, it's sink or swim time, you know, because I still remember her on that very first uh, NXT breaking ground series. Like they had Baron Corbin entire breeze and all the, you know, like those guys and Aliyah was on there. So obviously it's been time and now it is, I guess it is kind of like sink or swim time, but so Greg, have your own thoughts, you know, Frankie Monet, Mandy Rose, teaming up to, you know, kind of lead a, a group of women, I guess. And Robert Stone just kind of pushed to the side, um you know uh, without a shoe. <laughs> Hopefully he found a shoe because he lost it there, but uh, yeah, have at it. With the new Frankie Monet, Mandy Rose, and Jesse kind of teaming up, it looks like.
1: Yeah, well, we saw this coming. Um, they were dropping the breadcrumbs for this a couple weeks ago, yeah, and uh, it's been kind of a running thing until you know this match right here, um, and Aliyah, you know, getting sick of it and you know beating down Robert Stone, and you know this gonna serve its purpose for for right now. Um, i'm surprised this this is all he can do i mean i like his uh robbie in impact mm-hmm. um given you know a legit you know moment he can he can do some good ring work um but you know this is who he is right now um and then we get backstage and we sh- we see that uh frankie Monet is provides much close. close. Wow, we've been a great dog talking today coerced course there you go
0: that word too <laughs>
1: uh course into you know thinking along her lines and um rallying the troops and you know Robert Stone is i thought they were going to kick him out the door right behind alia and they didn't i guess the uh alia walking out is you know the is uh foreshadowing you know she she left she literally left and now she's going to pop up another program um and so that's why he didn't get thrown out either uh she's he's staying but he's going to be a minion and underling um yeah and the women are going to run you know the camp um and of course i love frankie um, she's awesome, La Loca, From the uh, Lucha Underground days. Shout out to Lucha Underground. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with the brand. They're all, practically becoming you know more legit with um, Monet at the at the front. And you know it's going to be a new Batgirls club, and it's going to, I think, you know, kind of reinvent them from the comedy act that they've been to being a serious group of uh, women who can do some damage.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, I think Robert Stone will be the best, like kind of the best part because he's going to be quite the lapdog. You feel like he's going to be the the servant to them and that's going to be interesting. Um, I guess, speaking of servants, we did get some good segments with um, LA Knight <laughs> and um, uh, Cameron Grimes, the little kid doing the grass cutting. And, of course, we had all that, and those are going to be really interesting to see as they go. Uh, Santos Escobar defeated Dexter Lumis. I was kind of surprised with that outcome. It sounds like Escobar still wants to go after some titles, so he still wants the the North American title. We almost saw it, Greg. We almost got it. We are getting so close to it. I loved um because we did have you know Dexter carrying out Indy, and now we had Indy trying to carry him out. And just drops <laughs> him. But ends up on top of him, and then Candice LeRae cause comes in. I mean, we got the crowd back, so it's going to happen. I yeah. thought they might, because we don't know what Takeover is going to be. Like, if they might just skip out SummerSlam weekend, if you know. So I think you know it's going to come. I think it should just happen right in front of Candice LeRae, just to really play that up. So, uh, what do you first off? What do you think about Santos going after the North American title? I know we had all but written him off as. <laughs> probably head to the main roster. I I mean, I guess he's got a little more time down there though.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think so too. Um, you know, I was surprised by that also. Um, he's ready to go. The whole, the whole click is ready to go up and, uh, you know, I thought maybe form a Latino connection with the Mysterios and, um, you know, do something with that. But, when you know, want to stay down and challenge for the uh for the north american uh, championship really interesting you know the legato versus hit row and um you know those could be you know a great series of matches and you know having a little gang warfare going on um with those guys you know they need to bring in a, a female to you know offset uh Fab. But um, you know, it could it could be a really good you know rivalry with, with those two uh, groups, and uh, road meets some some challengers. So and we haven't seen you know.
0: Fab in the ring yet, so maybe they're waiting for you know some woman to join Escobar, and then of course, if you add a woman, you feel like you'll keep them down there even longer, just so she can get the rub off of what Legato mm-hmm. Dave Tasma can do. I, I know there is that Selena Del Renta. I've heard her name a lot mentioned, and she just did a, everything is on sale. Everything has to be sold on her pro wrestling tea shop. So I think she's kind of the next woman that's coming to NXT. I don't know how soon it is, but I've seen on Twitter her saying, you know, everything must go sale. So I would assume if you're selling everything on your, in you know, your pro wrestling t site, you're probably heading to NXT or heading to somewhere because why would you do that? So um but yeah you bring up a good point of that I, I think you know we could we do need a woman involved. Um you know too bad Selena Vega is on SmackDown or else she'd be a good name because her and Escobar probably would be a really good fit, you yeah. know, building each other up as well. But um uh, so where's
1: where's uh Mercedes Martinez gone? Yeah. You know she, she doesn't really fit from a looks standpoint but you know she's got the heritage uh, yeah exactly
0: yeah well i yeah I, I mean did she get hurt i did she get legit hurt though some point i think because i felt like they wrote her i'd have to look that up but yeah i felt like yeah, she, I'm not sure was it i thought it was the match was Ziya lee where she took a pretty good shot and she was trying to see how she was after that I think she took a legit kick to the head. Remember, she just kind of crumpled. That's was that true, the, yeah. Was that the the take, baby takeover? Because we haven't seen her since then, I feel like. Yeah, it was the last was it, pay-per-view, whatever that was. Yeah, um, it was a great American bash because she wasn't. Even, they weren't even on there. But, yeah, I thought she took that pretty good shot. And, I mean, she said she was okay, but that shot didn't look like she was okay. So uh, we did also have a first round nxt breakout tournament uh duke hudson and ikaman giro that i thought you know just kind of good guys it looked like it feels like they're obviously higher on giro because he didn't get the win i felt like duke probably needed the win more and uh wrestling in that blazer which is so funny to see because you think that would limit your movement but he he doesn't so and of course beth phoenix loves it because she's all about the blazer game uh, any thoughts on Duke <laughs> Hudson and Ikemend? You know, am I, am I saying it? I can, Jira? I hope I say that right.
1: Yeah, I think you are. Um, it was a good match. You know, from and I like these matches. You know, two guys that we don't know, and so there's no preconceived notions about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from you know the promos they cut before the match, and we can form out our opinions accordingly. Um, yeah. So, good match, and, you know, you can see why they brought in both of these guys. Uh, They both stand out on their own uh, Mm -hmm. for different reasons, and, you know, they're at a point where they have to restock the cupboard, and so this is the time to do it, and, you know, this tournament is going to help, you know, everybody in it shine regardless of who wins or who loses, so um, I like them both. Um, thought the match was good, and I agree with you. Since you know, Zero seems to be more the favorite, the, the more likable one. Mm-hmm. You know, it it gives him more to work with, and since that uh, is okay for him to take the L, mm-hmm. and push the uh, you know the bad guy to the front.
0: Yeah, and of course, this tournament I think it was in 2019. They showed had like Bronson Reed uh, Damian priest, uh, Isaiah Swerve, Scott, um, who else? Cameron I think Grimes. Escobar Cameron Grimes. So yeah, this tournament does lead, you know, it gives a good shine. Like you said to guys that we might have, no, and might not have, but obviously you could see that they're high on them, no matter what, that they put this in, in this tournament. And finally, we get to the NXT championship carrying cross to defeat John Gargano really really solid match of course yin shows Joe getting involved and then Kieran cross puts on that lock on Joe. so of course we got to get joe and Kieran cross i wonder if they'll say non-title just to kind of play that up but mm-hmm. um interested to see that that's the match i think we wanted to see i thought gargano played up to cross i thought you know, it gave him a good face turn as, you know, it really puts Gargano in the face side of things. And of course, I think if we have Indy make out or kiss Dexter, and then you finally have Candice Ray just give in to it, mm-hmm. that turns in faces. So um, even though I also heard Greg, Austin Theory worked a dark match last night on SmackDown. So I don't know if they're calling up. I mean, I feel like you got to call up all four. I think they really need all four at least to start. And then, you know, we just split them up. But um, yeah, so thoughts on cross and gargano, and then of course, Joe and Cross is going to be ridiculously hard hitting and just an all-out slug fest. And I uh, I can't wait to see it. And I don't know when they'll pull it off, but they got to now. I mean, everything's right there. As you say, mm-hmm. lay it on a silver platter and serve <laughs> it up. So.
1: exactly. Um, yeah, the, the match was awesome. Um, and you can see they were leaning into uh, Johnny's face turn, you know, referencing him to, as Johnny Wrestling, you know, Johnny Wrestling's back. Um, and the, the fans chanting Johnny Wrestling and he playing into that, you know, character. Um, and, of course, you're going to come across that guy when you're going against, you know, carrying cross. Um so the outcome was as expected. Um, Gargano gives them a great match, you know, loses in the end, and then um, ends up with him and Joe uh, going at it. And I love it because, you know, you look at those two and they look at each other eye to eye, not cross looking down at Gargano. Uh, and, uh, you know, Joe may not be as tall as cross but he is actually bigger than cross when you look at his size uh his sheer size and um you know this is a match that we kind of saw coming from the moment that uh joe's music hit for his re-entry into nxt so um i'm ready for it i definitely gotta see that and i agree it's it can't be for the title but uh, you know we can set all differences right here, and um, if Cross is working these dark matches, you know it could be a sign of you know something bigger to come. Uh, so I don't see him dropping the belt to Joe. Um, Joe would be a guy who wants to beat Cross just to, to, just to bl- give a blow to his pride, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, but if he's gonna if he's gonna be going up that soon, you know, what are you gonna do with the belt? So it's gonna be an interesting um it's just more reason to watch really to see how it plays out. But I think uh all this I see Joe being the one to sing cross up to the main roster with an L.
0: And of course if you did have Cross beat Joe, I wonder if maybe you could have cross just say like forfeit the title and say, I've done all I can. I'm out, (laughs) you know, type, like, I don't know, something like that. So nobody beat cross for the title. And then you have cross just showing that he's just decimated everybody, even Samoa Joe. Cause like you said, I think Samoa Joe and cross just need a, and for, you know, an enforcer match. Like it's just, it's just Joe using his, uh, he was provoked status to get the match and he doesn't need to put the title on the line. So, um, yeah, and I just think overall, man, you talk about Samoa Joe and just the career he's had and the the like you bring up the size and what he can do. And I need to go back and watch some of his older stuff because people said like his stuff with um, Dana Bryan, CM Punk and just, you know, back in the day yeah. of uh, ROH is just ridiculous. I just haven't had I really haven't sat down to do that yet, but I should. So. Uh, Even just go back to
1: his impact days. Um, That series that he had with Kurt Angle when they were building up Joe and he had a hundred plus match uh, win streak going on. Kurt Angle came in as the brand new guy and um, they had that epic moment in the middle of the ring where they squared off for the first time. And, uh, you know, they're talking smack, but you can't hear it on the mics. And then uh, Angle headbutts Joe. Hits him in the bridge of the nose and he starts bleeding, mm-hmm. uh, right there. And then uh, I think the next week is ankle comes out and he rubs it in and he says, "A couple things I didn't know about you, Joe." And the first thing I didn't know is that you're a bleeder, <laughs> and uh, you know that kind of sets off their um, set of matches, which were great, great matches. So um, you know you can go back to Joe's in that day is to see you know what a killer he he is and how many he is in the ring. So um it's something we haven't seen on wwe tv in a very long time not since he came in through his uh you know triple h is heavy uh i think while he was in the seth rollins feud i want to say yeah but yeah. um yeah so you know every time i seen he's he's been money when he's he, you know had time to work
0: and of course he works really well against smaller guys because he could beat them down and then sometimes he can sell the hell out of stuff for them so i think it's always interesting to see how he pairs up with like a guy you know a guy that's not his size so um real quick let's take a quick commercial break for elite performance then we'll get to a w and smackdown and then we'll do another break and then we'll get into our hellness in or hellness <laughs> cell money in the bank predictions because that is the current pay-per-view i'm getting all mixed up i don't know why i had hell in the cell in the brain, but anyway so it's just a it's just a crazy saturday i think we're we're hitting the doldrums of summer right now so but if you want to get elite you need to go elite performance We're heading into Wednesday night because we are at AEW's first night of Firefest, a really solid night, a really good night, especially the end. Uh, I give AEW a lot of credit. We've seen a lot of good, um, the younger stars put on main event matches like the past two or three weeks. That it's really setting the stage for what AEW can do in the next few years. So, uh, But we started the night off right, hot, and heavy with John Moxley defending his US IWGP title against Carl Anderson. I thought this really gave the shine back to Carl Anderson. We know what he could do as a tag team and we've seen some of his stuff in New Japan, but this really got him back as a singles guy. And now we're also going to see cuz we brought this up last week Greg where I was like, "What in the hell is Lance Archer doing?" Like, we don't know. So now we're going to get John Moxley, <laughs> Lance Archer, DeX's Texas Death Match 2. And I believe that's next week because they're in Texas. So mm-hmm. we're, we're getting Moxley back on the, road. he, uh, he did some time with Renee and, uh, baby Nora, and now he's back on the road. So, uh, unless, you know, I'd be, I'm going to be curious if baby Nora and Renee ever come on the road with him soon enough, but anyway, <laughs> so, um, the wild thing was awesome. I, uh, I loved him in the crowd. I thought that was great. And I thought Carl Anderson, you we, we just always forget how good of a singles guy he is. And when he's on, he's on. So really great match. And then we're going to get a Texas, Texas, Dex- Texas death match, which I can't talk today, um, too. So, Greg, have at it. Your own thoughts on beginning segment and Lance Archer and um, John Moxley for the title next week.
1: Yeah, um, like I said, great match. Yeah. Um- I didn't know how good a singles competitor that uh, Carl Anderson was uh, because every time I've seen him, he's with Gallows. So it was a great departure for just to see him as a uh, solo wrestler, you know, going for the title, a great way to kick off uh, the night. Um, I still hate seeing John Moxley come out with the uh, wild thing. It and see, I'll be, I'll say, I love it I just love it I think
0: Because it gets a crowd into it It makes me yeah. think of Sandman It makes me think of you know Old school like Diamond Dallas Page Like that type of like It hits you I think it takes a little bit to get into the wild thing, thing Because they're using from The movie Major League And it yeah. always took a little bit for that to, Like I feel like you need to wait a little bit For him to come out So the crowd is singing in as he's coming out like he's, you know, he's right. kind of coming out, but the crowd is like, wait for it, wait for it. But yeah, I, I mean, I could see your point. I like it better than his other theme personally, because I don't remember what his other theme sounds like anymore. But, And of course, it's better <laughs> than his yeah. WWE theme. So, But I think he needs that, you know, kind of people, audience participation type deal. But yeah,
1: so anyway, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but I, I kind of <laughs> wanted to throw that out there. I do like the Wild Thing thing. <laughs> yeah i am hoping it's just while he's running with kingston and then when he goes back to you know being a lone wolf that uh, mm-hmm. they give him his old music back but i haven't done it with orange cassidy yet either and i'm still mad about that <laughs> um anyway um he's a great match and then you know setting up the texas death match with archer um i'm, I'm liking him doing the uh i love it he's back on the road you know he looks great um you, you see he's been working out he's you know didn't show any of the uh you know proverbial ring rust yeah and uh you know new papa now that simulac doesn't pay for itself no time to go back <laughs> work um you know been there done that so i know what that's like um so um, is and watched a Texas Deathmatch since the days of the old NWA so um, it's gonna be fun to see what they do with it um, I'm saying that was some reservation though because of how they did his last gimmick match with uh, the exploding barbed wire with uh, Kenny Kenny Omega yeah. and you know the, the fizzlers at the end uh, the sparklers when the uh the ring was supposed to explode or whatever um you know it was a great match until the end and so hopefully they learned from their lesson from uh that time and you know it should be brutal it should be violent, it should be bloody um you know those were the old texas death matches uh, were and they seem to be uh enjoying going back into the uh, Wayback machine and pulling out these old uh, matches from um yesteryear, like the uh, the strap match and yep. you know, hitting all four corners and you know going back to Japan to pull out the exploding barbed wire match, um, things like that. So, with a Texas death match, it better look like a Texas death match. So, um, you know, it should be brutal, it should be violent, and it should be. You know, you know, one of those good old, you know, come as you are bunkhouse brawl kind of uh, fights. So I'm excited for it as long as they do it and pay it. Uh, you know, it's, it is due, um, yeah. and it's definitely one of those things that sets AEW side apart from WWE. Is they're going back and doing these more uh, classic matches and. You know they're living up to their potential uh in the ring so i'm excited putting their own spin on
0: it like they're you know you got guys who could do more in the ring no offense to those guys back then it's probably a lot of yeah punch punch kick punch kick clothesline you know something like that power you know power slam but uh like the the match the strap match with cody and um qt marshall getting all tied up in the lid and you know doing power slam from the top rope and all that so Uh, yeah, like Mm. you said, I'll be, I want to see how it plays out. I mean, wouldn't surprise me if they open it up next week with it and just kind of, you know, let it go. But, uh, Rick, speaking of, um, not knowing which way the crowd would go, we had Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. I did not foresee Ricky Starks getting all the love from that crowd. I guess it was, you know, it was a Texas crowd. I guess he's from Houston, but, um, he defeats Brian Cage. I guess we kind of saw that coming. We saw Will Hobbs play a part in it, and now we got Brian Cage tweeting out, "Well, you ain't seen nothing yet." So we might see the Brian Cage that you know we've all thought we could see. Uh, but how about that crowd response? Just you know, turning on Brian in a way, mm-hmm. and all behind Ricky Starks, which I guess I should have saw coming. But at the same time, it's like we didn't know who to root for. Because in this whole feud, we didn't know who to root for. It's like Charlotte and Rhea. You just don't know. Mm -hmm. There's too much gray. You know, sometimes, and we'll get to the next segment I want to bring up because we see black and white. But I think you need a little more this guy's the heel, this guy's the face. And now we – I still wonder if we're going to – you know, I almost feel like are we going to have to turn Brian Cage heel and turn Team Taz face because the crowd wants it but I don't. Who knows? And does Team Taz? I always think too. Does Team Taz need somebody else now that you drop Brian Cage? I mean, you got Powerhouse Hobbs, who's is still, I think, waiting for that next step. We got Ricky Starks, who obviously proved it with that match, and we got a Son Hook, who I have we seen. I think we've seen wrestle maybe once or twi- I don't remember. I think he's been on some AEW Dark or whatever, but Hook doesn't look ready. So does Team Taz need somebody else? But I don't know who that's going to be. (laughs) So I threw a lot out to you, Greg. Tell your own thoughts on those whole Ricky Starks, Brian Cage stuff and Team Taz aspect of it.
1: Yeah, kind of the way I thought it would, Um, with Cage being ousted from the group, um, they're all still clear villains. And, um, you know, this in-house fight, that they were pushing it as was, you know, just talk, and, you know, we could see that, you know, Cage is the one who goes opposite of the way of the group, Mm -hmm. and so it only makes sense that, you know, they came together to take him out, Um, as far as helping Stars get the win. uh, I'm going to credit the crowd response to, to, you know, him being a hometown boy or whatever, Um, which is going to be the great thing about having crowds back. If you don't know what side of the of the uh of the poll you're on the audience is going to tell you and um you know it could be like philadelphia where you know they love to root for the bad guys um you know it could be this could be texas for ricky starts but um i think that uh you know now cage is the clear face and the team has is still you know the heels and you know that sets the table for their next upcoming, you know, months going against each other. Uh, they definitely need to fill Cage's spot because then the next two um, starts, you know, in a straight-up one-on-one match, Cage would take it. Hobbs would be a it's more interesting match, and Hook is definitely not ready. Mm-hmm. So if I was Taz, I'd definitely be looking around to pull somebody else into the fold. And, um, so I agree with you on that, but, you know, it sets the groundwork for, you know, another good, uh, rivalry. And now we can look around and see if, um, you know, we can get a couple guys to stand by, uh, cage. Otherwise yeah. he's going to be in for weeks and weeks and weeks of three and one, four and one beat downs. So, um, you know, maybe it's time to bring up some guys from dark or, um you know let a new uh hot free agent join him Mm
0: -hmm. that that's what i'm yeah and like you said i guess i could see the lines but then again you wonder if crowds will follow that texas crowd and just start cheering on ricky starks because you know how people are people are sheep (laughs) if they hear hear one reaction they want to try to do that i don't It's probably going to take Taz really calling out stuff. But even then, I feel like people want to cheer Taz because Taz is at this point in his career. You know, I feel like he's in that Triple H role where I don't think we want to root against him because he's, he's at, you know, he's, he's obviously his wrestling days are way far behind him. And it's like, you know, why would you want to boo him? Because we know what he's done for the business. We know Mm -hmm. what he, you know, he's all about. So I'll be interested to see, you know, personally, I I wouldn't be surprised if Ricky Starks keeps getting cheered because <laughs> I don't I just don't know if people buy Brian Cage as much as we think.
1: Yeah, that, he still gets that- the uh, he still gets the ECW respect and yeah. Um, yeah, but but Ricky Starks, you know the guy's the guy's awesome and wasn't he a, a big deal on the Indies too? So yeah. he could be getting. Of course, he know, can healed up bad. when he needs
0: to. And that's probably what's going to take. It's probably going to take him, really healing it up some crap. Like just, you know, I hate usually the cheap heel tactic is go against the crowd, but I almost feel like you'll need to, just Mm -hmm. because you want, you know, if we wanted to find those roles, you'll need to. Uh, But the next part I want to bring up was Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black. We know exactly, and I even loved it, Greg. Visually, you had Cody in all white. And he had Malachi mm, yeah. in all black. I mean, it's such a simple thing. Um, I didn't really care for the story that Malachi Black. This is once again where you you give guys creative control, but then you also think, okay, you want to reel it in a little bit. Like the story part, I was like, where is this going? Like, just come out. And I really joked. I'm like, oh, God, he's probably going to be – with some door isn't he like it's he's gonna be like come knock on my door you know like you know before but yeah he came right out and you know then we got the pull apart brawl um it looked like cody got him pretty good for real too because he kept you know wiping the nose or something but um yeah i i think this really i don't know what we'll get out of these guys um because apparently cody rhodes is gonna have to film the new the big show too that whatever that um what was the earlier show he did with Snoop Dogg yeah that's the real a new show or another the real yeah it whatever it's called it's probably I a show I never watch as you could tell <laughs> <laughs> but people must have watched it because it's being renewed for a second season um and I will say too it's funny to see that Brandy Rhodes has been on the road with Cody because she takes pictures backstage and so their baby is on the road already so she the baby uh, baby roads is already learning the ropes of the road so uh i don't know what kind of matches we'll get out of these guys i feel like there's all there's probably gonna be some stipulation attached to everything but but this is where we know who to root for we know who to boo and visually it just looks right the all black like i'm gonna be it's gonna be fun to see what malachi will do as his wrestling gear like you know will he just have some all black you know outfit to kind of represent that it's weird because it's good and evil but in a way you know malachi probably thinks he's in the right like kevin owens back in the day as a heel kevin Mm -hmm. owens thought he always thought he was in the right but um so greg this is one feud that is just doing it right visually emotionally physically everything is working here and who would have thought i almost feel like malachi black is Already steps ahead of Andrade, who's been there for about a month, and Malachi's only been there two weeks, which is kind of funny. To, it it almost shows too, the creative side of what you can do. Like Andrade, I don't know if he has that creative mind like Malachi Black. So uh,
1: have at it, though. Give me your own thoughts on the segment. Yep, yeah, love, love, loved it. Um, and like, is it made no bones about it? I loved uh, Blacks. Um, since since his debut in NXT. And, you know, this is chi- time to really shine. Um, like I said, the, the paradox of white, black um, in the ring with their suits and everything was an awesome visual. It was, you know, very simple and effective. Um, And now you're looking forward to, you know, kind of matches they're going to have um and the the timing that you mentioned with him having to go off to film the uh go big show which i did watch a few episodes it was decent it was you know a variety show of pretty much like circus carnival acts um but you know it was half an hour of mindless entertainment um (laughs) and uh with that timing though it would be hopefully put black over even more if he you know takes, out, takes cody him out and you know builds his profile while cody disappears after taking some heinous um you know beat down or attack after the match or you know mm-hmm. something that That's writes right. him off and mm-hmm. now He's already big right now, just two weeks in, he takes out Cody and he goes into the stratosphere of being, you know, top guy heel. Hmm. And, you know, he can speak on that more and get himself over with the crowd and, you know, we all know who he is. We all love him. And, you know, he's going to shine on this stage. So, um, it's hard to screw this up. So I, I think that, uh, you know the story writes itself and you know we want to see black you know get to a top spot because they need more you know top guys they have yeah. too many uh mid car guys and you know more names need to get elevated that's true and like we said after you know he's on a high level
0: now so what will you do to follow it up because that's going to be the telling sign as well like if you could carry the momentum uh really good segment next was hangman's segment with um the dark Dark Order and the Elite. So we're gonna get a five on five survivor or elimination match. If Hangman and Dark Order win, everybody gets their title shots. If the elite wins, nobody gets their title shots. But that's what we need. We needed those stakes. Uh I don't know when this is gonna, I'm guessing I wonder if it might happen at fight of the fallen, or maybe like right. It feels like it'll happen sooner rather than later. Um, but Really good segment to set that up. I also we did see Britt Baker, and Niall Rose talk to each other, but I didn't really find anything intriguing about that. It just same old, same old. And I thought it was it's very telling that you have Nyla and Vicky Guerrero talking in the backstage and not even out there. But anyway, so but the hangman <laughs> elite stuff was a really strong segment. And we like we said, we needed something to set up why is hangman hey because hangman is number two or number one, whatever he is in the rankings. So He's earned a title shot, but also you don't want Kenny Omega just to give him that title shot. So I'm going to be interested to see how this five on five plays out. I almost feel like this is what the um, inner circle pinnacle needed. So now I don't know what they'll do because we still feel like they need some closure. But this should be. And of course, you could have got the opposite in. You could have the elite win and still try to make Hangman go through some ropes, pun intended, (laughs) to get back. You know, maybe for all out, because like we said, I feel like it has to happen at all out. I don't think you'll have a better, hotter crowd, a better time mm. to put Hangman over. But um, so, Greg, let me know your own thoughts on this segment with the elite and uh, the Dark Order, along with Hangman Page, Adam Page.
1: Yeah, um, I didn't like it at the beginning, uh, just because the Dark Order versus the elites is seems like such a huge mismatch. And um, but with Paige being involved and he's kind of been, you know, more or less involved with Dark Order as, you know, time's gone by. uh, Mm -hmm. Only until recently, it seems like, okay, these are my guys kind of, um, you know, train of thought. But even now, it doesn't seem like he's that in, in league with him um you know they have his back i don't know if he has their back as much um but you know with this match he's tied himself you know 100 in into the fold and you know putting his title shot on the line as well as theirs you know that's the stakes we want to see um and you know for other people like me you see the dark order is you know pretty much to. Hapless of the spoon squad. Um, you know, now they're going to have to put down a great match to beat the Elite without getting, you know, run run over five to one. Because um, you know, hanging, Heyman Page is going to hang. Um, what are the others going to do? Um, so love the stakes. Um, look forward to having to the match. I hope you're right that it happens at fight for the Fallen, because after that last show, I went out onto AEW Ticks. I bought my ticket for the uh, Charlotte Coliseum, uh, Bojangles Coliseum on the 28th, which has been built as the, for the uh, night for fight for the fallen. Yep. Okay. So I will be there in the building to see it. Um, so I hope that that's where that match drops because it'd be awesome to see that match that night. Um, but uh, I've been loving the, uh, you know, the crowd reaction. You know, you, that energy you know, comes through the screen, and mm-hmm. um, look forward to seeing my first AEW show live. Um, I was noticing all the other shows are getting, you know, themes, Road Ranger, and, yeah. you know, stuff like this, and, they're like, well, the Charlotte date doesn't get so special. Uh, tag but now, now you do. Now <laughs> it is. It's the Fight for the Fallen, and I think last year's Fight for the Fallen was really, really good, so um, now, you know, that, that pushed me to go ahead and, and buy my ticket, so um um be in the in the building that night for whatever's going on so Mm -hmm. um looking forward to seeing what happens with it but um and i feel like either way oh sorry go ahead no this match is going to be uh definitely you know raise the stakes raise the profile of dark order beyond what they uh you know are portrayed as right now so um you know maybe uh maybe not on the level of the elite but moving up towards the level of the elite so
0: and i was gonna say you could
1: almost have
0: somebody from the dark order win the match and that gives the title shot for hangman or you could go the opposite hangman wins the match and he gets the title shot for himself in dark order and either way you've tied it together and mm-hmm. then but if and it feels like if somebody from dark order wins a match that raises their level right and but i don't know which guy i mean i feel like it could be evil uno just because he seems the one that you know wants to speak up for hangman but either way it should be interesting to kind of tell which direction they'll go um with it so i mean i feel like it's gonna be hangman and dark order winning but you could throw a swerve and try to still make him go through hoops uh how about this batch Christian Cage defeated Matt Hardy in 2021 on an episode of AEW Dynamite. I thought Hardy would win. Cause I s I don't know. I Christian is just kind of the I I'm just not feeling him at all in AEW. I feel like you talk about collecting a paycheck. I think he's just there to do that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe show that he can still go and he can, but this really didn't spark anything for me. And I feel like and christian winning, it's like okay well he beat matt hardy what you know now he's just to move on like i i guess he did get taken out in jungle boy and luchasaurus had to come out there to help him but you know i don't think this did anything to this didn't want me to then to fight again did it do anything for you to make like make you feel like oh i gotta see these guys fight
1: again or any reason for the feud to continue (laughs) No, there isn't. It's a waste yeah. of TV time, really. Um, you know, we're we're nostalgic as wrestling fans, but none of us wanted to see that. You know, Matt Hardy versus Christian. You know, maybe if it's Jeff, we'd have a little bit of a different story. But um, you know, the the match was, you know, blah. There's really no. In game with it, um, so I'm just hoping that this chapter is over. Uh, Matt Hardy can go back to being the uh, slimy car salesman that he is uh, on screen right now, and um, I haven't been excited about Christian since he was with Edge, um, <laughs> yeah. and I hate it that he comes out to Evanescence music. So. Um, <laughs> you know, I hope they both go away. But uh, we can move Christian away from that and get away from the uh you know the old timers reunion. Um maybe put him back into the eventual program with Jungle Boy where he, you know, turns on Jungle Boy and it to leads to, you know, some matches that were actually interesting. If he's gonna, you know, outwork everyone, you know, outwork somebody who's better than Matt Hardy. You know Matt Hardy, who's been around for 30 years, um, you know, go beat you know a new you know, young Goat hard with, uh, with Jungle Boy, and you know then come talk to me. But uh, until then, you know Matt and or uh, yeah Matt and Christian can disappear from my screen. I'll be a happy man.
0: And it always felt like Matt Hardy was on another level. Anyway, I don't think these guys have ever been like, I don't, I've never felt them on an equal footing, you know, like Matt Hardy and edge you could see, but like Matt Hardy and Christian, like I, we just don't, we knew, you know, I know Christian got his run in 2011, him and Randy Orton, that run was really good. But other than that, what else has Christian done? (laughs) It's like, you know, other than, I mean, there, there was that his stuff in TNA, I guess was a pretty good run for him and you know the stuff with jericho their little tag team with chris stratus and that little feud but if you're nostalgic we're just going to throw on tlc (laughs) from back in the day um the the tit (laughs) the the um terry invitational (laughs) title or (laughs) tournament so yeah if i'm if i'm nostalgic for christian i'll just put on my peacock and go to wwe and type in christian's name but uh, right now I'm not nostalgic for Christian at any means. So uh, Sammy Guevara defeated Utah or Utah Wheeler. Good match for Sammy Guevara to get back in. We'll also talk about inner circle. So we're gonna get a match that is gonna be Sean Spears and Chris Jericho. Sean Spears can use a chair, Chris Jericho can't. That's the more intriguing part. That and whatever, Sammy Guevara won. But so Greg, let me have your own thoughts on. <laughs> the chair match for Sean Spears to use the chair, but Chris Jericho cannot use the chair.
1: Uh, interesting. And, you know, it fits among what we would expect for one of the trials to be. Um, and we, you know, can see how it's going to go. Um, you know, he'll swing, he'll miss, and Jericho will hit the, the Judas. Get the win and maybe use the match or the chair on him after the match because yeah once the bell rings oh, anything is a fair that. game right so and maybe then he wears out sean spears and the crowd goes wild so um but like the stipulation it, it you know it fits into the theme of you know the trials of jericho and um it's a good first step so uh looking forward to see what happens with it but i think that's what we're going to see yeah and like i said sammy guevara picks up the win to kind of get himself back
0: going in the right direction um Sakazaki beat penelope ford nothing uh i thought penelope oh. might pick up the win there but she didn't and i guess it's because you know we haven't seen Sazak. i i don't know how's her name but anyways you wait you me um no um, Kip Sabian out there with Penelope Ford. I think he's on the shelf for a little bit of time, so nothing really there. But let's go to the, the coffin match. I thought I really enjoyed it. We had Scorpion Sky coming out of the coffin. We had Sting chase him off. And then, of course, we just let Darby Allen, Ethan Page just go at each other. Um, Ethan Page, of course, ECL. And then Darby, just for shits and giggles, decided to go coffin drop. Through the coffin into Ethan Page, which I love that inset, you know, that closing shot. Really yeah. solid match. They pulled out all the different things. I thought this is probably the best I've seen of Ethan Page in my time watching him. And Darby just continues to amaze me and what he can do and <laughs> puts his body through. You know, I think he's what, 24 or 25, maybe. And Ethan Page is, I don't know if he's even 30 yet. So it's two guys that, like I said, you know, we had. Sandy Guevara and MJF go at it a couple of weeks ago. So I finally felt like AW's like, okay, we're just going to give our young guys the time in main events. You know, let's, mm-hmm. let's finally give, you know, it's time to get away from, you know, whatever main events we have been doing, but time to let these guys just go out there and do it. And Darby out underneath the page, you know, I they've worked together on the Indies, and you could see that they had a lot of um, comfort level with each other to do whatever, and they did. So, Mm-hmm. And I liked Scorpion Sky and Sting being involved. Obviously, that made sense. So, really good Indie Two Fighter Fest Night One. I forget what's on tap for Fighter Fest Two, but we'll preview that as we go throughout the week. So,
1: yeah, uh, rematch. Loved the uh, the coffin match, and uh, I agree. This could be something huge that sets uh, AWS aside from. Uh, WWE who are leaving their 40 plus guys at the top of the card and um, you know Aew who's showing their young gohards who are you know hungry and you know ever improving mm-hmm. you know at the top of the cards is it, it, it's our sign that this is what you're gonna have to look for look forward to five years down the ropes so these guys are brand new right now they're going to be even better. Uh, their game is going to get stronger as they go, uh, as opposed to, you know, 40-something-year-old Bobby Lashley. Um, I don't know really aged, but, you know, the guys at the Top of the Cards are in their 40s, and, you know, their game's on the way down. Um, you know, this is where we're different, and hopefully, you know, that kind of thing is going to force WWE to do the same thing and start elevating the young guys to compete with them because if that gap gets bigger, um, then they won't have a choice. So that' wise they're going to, you know, fall into Monday Night War categories where they're going to be, you know, getting beaten the ratings every week. Um, and I hope it happens because it's going to force their creative to get better. But um, I love what AEW is doing with the young guys. They have plenty of them to go around. Uh, plus all the guys from uh, Japan who are mixing in, the guys from other promotions who are, you know, coming in. Um, they're a beginning ground for, for young stars right now. And that's what we want to see, something different, something new. Um, names that we haven't been hearing for the last 20 years, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting that run at the top, um, it's we're definitely missing it on WWE TV It's great to see it, uh, happening somewhere. So, yeah. um, I'm definitely in, um, you know, bought in for it, AEW doing it and, you know, pushing the envelope that way.
0: Cause even the young bucks are like mid thirties now, <laughs> which is funny to think, cause they're, they're still called the young bucks, but, um, yeah, so we'll, you know, we'll see what Firefest Fest night two brings. And then of course fight for the fallen, and just working our way to All Out. I, I I'm really excited for All Out because Chicago is such a hotbed, and I think that crowd's going to eat up everything that night. So, oh yeah, um, fingers fingers crossed we still make it to that point. But uh, you know, cases are starting to go up now, and uh, places are canceling stuff. But that's a whole nother conversation. So, um, <laughs> on to SmackDown. Last night in front of a crowd, what is the first person who gets the first big pop of the night? And then he of goes, course. where the hell have you been? And I was like, okay. But then we, we kick off the night. Roman Reigns, the Usos, defeating Edge, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio. I still think Dominic Mysterio must be literally pitching himself to think of who he's got to work with in this, what, year and a half or year? I guess it's going to be a year in SummerSlam because he worked Seth Rollins out last year's SummerSlam. I mean, think about what the... <laughs> what guys Dominic Mysterio has got to work with. We want to talk about nepotism, but anyways, so um, <laughs> we saw Edge or sorry we saw Roman uh, totally destroyed that bar. almost almost uh, <laughs> almost ruined it because he just kicked it so hard and bent it. and then we see Edge put that on him, you know, turned it around. And we also saw Edge and Seth Rollins, which is the big rumor. and obviously now it's probably not as much as a rumor. That SummerSlam is probably Edge and Seth Rollins, which is good because that touches upon when Edge, you know, was kind of when John Cena wanted the match out of Seth Rollins, and we had Seth Rollins almost taking out Edge's neck. But so it's it's good to see we see a pat, you know, know, we see where things are going for SummerSlam. Roman getting booed. I was hoping Roman would talk because I really wanted to see what the crowd would react to him, but they really didn't give anybody promo time. They just one of the guys out there and I thought it was good probably just to throw a match out there first, let the crowd get into it, let the crowd eat it up and edge got that good pop. You could tell edge cause that was mm-hmm. where the Royal rumble happened where he got, he came back. So interesting kind of, you know, crowds are back for the first time and he got his big pop back there. So, um, but like I said, good match, you know, we saw all the pieces moving the right way. Um, roman you know edge obviously take it out roman at the end edge is going to lose on sunday i mean that <laughs> that was already a conclusion but now it's even more so so greg have at it what do you think you know crowds back first start of the night we already talked about Vince McMahon man him getting the first real pop which of course but anyways um good match though to start the night correct
1: yeah absolutely um on all that um I've been loving seeing the uh, crowds back, um, watching the AEW programming for two weeks now. Um, it's a huge, huge, huge difference. Yeah. Um, and you know, pretty much anything goes with those guys. Um, as far as you know, be tuning in and checking it out. Um, I had big expectations for WWE in their first match in front of an arena again. Um, I was looking at it grading it on three different parameters. Um number one, we're going to see new faces. Two, we're going to see new storylines. Um three, we're going to get new presentation. As far as um how is this going to be already you know change the open so that it doesn't seem like the same show we've been tuning into for the last year and a half. Um yeah. And you know, they started with a montage of you know, the crowd topping for different iconic moments. Um mm-hmm. you know, Edge at Royal Rumble or uh, Ms. Girl when Ms. Mm-hmm. won the championship or uh, the high school. I wonder what century, that girl's different... up to now. <laughs> <You're
0: talking laughs> right. About a, where uh, is she uh, now? Like, they need to where is she now and her because she's probably gotta be like twenties, twenty ish oh, now. Man. So it's like
1: but anyway, that was the greatest mean face ever. Um, I never saw that picture of the uh, guy who's who's crying, his uh, tears are streaming down his face, and the Undertaker's uh, doing something mm, for him. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've seen that one either, yeah. Uh, I always remember the, the guy with the Just a No shirt, and his eyes are bugging out. when. Uh, that was at WrestleMania
0: 30, yep.
1: Yeah, and that guy, that he blew up afterwards. So <laughs> he's, yeah. he's been around
0: on different social media stuff. So, um, but the, Miz so was that, yeah. Greg, the Miz Girl was too early. That right. The mystery was too early. Cause if she comes, if she's a few years later, she might be a YouTube star <laughs> or, True. or Twitter, you know what I mean? Like, cause I yeah. felt like she was just, they were right on that cusp of the internet was like, it was obviously a thing. But you know, I don't think Twitter was as big or, you know, yeah. um, like talking about, you know, social media aspect. But yeah, the Ms. Girl's probably kicking herself like, man, this happens a few years later. I might be people might not wonder where I'm at, though. I'll tell them where I'm at because we don't know where okay. she's at now. <laughs> but yeah. Right. The,
1: yeah. I, I, I love kind of that thought opening. they'd open
0: the real quick, I thought they'd open up with the fate of four way as well. And I was kind of surprised that they switched it. But like i said i think this is the bigger storyline so you might as well get the bigger action out of the way and get the crowd really
1: invested true true um but yeah so i gotta give them a pass on the uh the whole open bit because of the uh the fan montage um but i do hope you know the new staging and all that stuff uh cool but I would like to see them, you know, change the opening presentation so it looks, you know, like we're getting a new show. Um, and having, you know, Vince come out first, you know, dude still gets the biggest pop of the night almost. Um, and, you know, Vince being Vince, got to love it. And then having, you know, Roman be the next guy out. And I turn my surround sound up so I can catch the... Uh, you know, the pops everybody's getting or the booze everybody's mm-hmm. getting as they come out. So I can kind of see where everybody is. And, um, like you said, I was wondering, are they going to boo Roman, uh, as we expect, or are they going to cheer him because now they're getting what they want and his character has been so strong and the TV has been so compelling that, you know, he's going to get respect and love for it. So, um, he got some you know, booze though. He did. He did. And um, that was what I expected. And they're playing along with the storyline and booing him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the Mysterio's huge pop. Edge, even bigger. Probably the biggest pop of the night. Um, yeah, it was, I think Edge it had Trying to that, follow yeah. along. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was, you know, play setter uh, match. Nothing spectacular, but... You know, everybody got their stuff in, and, you know, it was a match we'd expect for go-home show for a pay-per-view. So, um, good start, and um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do, you know, next week, you know, with a pay-per-view behind them, and um, really resetting the table uh, moving forward you know this pandemic era now
0: because we're on we'll be on the road to summer slam so we gotta we gotta build that up uh sammy zay came out there and talked up and talked up about you know the crowd and all that and we saw a surprise i did not foresee finn bauer coming back to the main roster i thought you know we talked up maybe a small uk run then back to nxt um hopefully well i guess and maybe he knows what to expect, so he's like, well, I'll just roll with it, and whatever they give me, I'll make the most of it. Um, but I think Finn Bauer, Sami Zayn, and you think down the road, Finn Bauer and Nakamura, whoo, like, that just gives right. me <laughs> That gives me chills. <laughs> like, even if both guys are faces, you still want to see that match. So, um, you know, Finn Bauer, Cesaro, I mean, maybe Finn Bauer and the Alpha Cat, I mean, there's I think he'll be a better fit on SmackDown. I I feel like he's probably more needed on Raw just because they need star power, but he's probably a better fit and probably feels more comfortable on SmackDown. So, um, yeah, Greg, what do you think? You know, Finn Bauer coming back? Because like we said, we didn't think he was going to be on the main roster
1: anytime soon. Right, but at I've been wondering where Finn Bauer been? And yeah. um, there's been... Uh, I thought maybe he'd pop up on UK and challenge Walter, uh, but he's been off TV for a while. It's it's been time for us, for him to fade out of consciousness. And, you know, when he pops back up, then it is a big surprise. And, um, you know, this was that moment. Um, I loved it, you know, considering the opponent, considering the timing, um, love it. And I'm hoping that he gets to keep that swag that he had in NXT um, and not become, you know, back to, the water yeah, the watered down Finn Balor, um, you know, let him keep that edge that he found in NXT and bring that with him um, and, you know, go from there um, playing to the audience with the lights and the music Um, you know, he wasn't doing that down there, so it makes me a little nervous, but as long as he gets to keep, you know, what he found down there, he'll be fine. Um, he definitely, you know, raised the, uh, raised the bar. with his appearance alone and thinking all those juicy matchups, uh, is really exciting. So, um, I'm optimistic and cautious at the same time, uh, because we love Finn so much that uh you know he deserves you know top guy status and uh you know top guy level matches
0: he had some pop on that coup de gras because he almost missed it and looked like so he definitely <laughs> would, he looked he looked jazzed up for it so i um, mean like yeah, i said absolutely. i think him and Zamie zayn will tear down tear each other apart and i think that's a good uh Shotzi and Knox defeated the women's tag team champions natalia and tamina and also we had, um, Liv Morgan, I joked, I put a tweet saying, uh, whoever was producing her mic probably had to keep turning it down. Cause I bet <laughs> it was in the red half the time when she talks and you also had Selena Vega out there. Obviously they get into it. You had Shotzi and Knox win. You had Liv Morgan stand tall at the end of it. So Greg, you know what I'm going to say? Cross off <laughs> Liv Morgan. So now we've eliminated Liv Morgan and Nikki Ash from my <laughs> predictions because I just can't see Liv Morgan standing tall now and then. But anyways, um, yeah, good match. You know, this is supposed to be not Natalia, and Shotzi, but I think I like it better as the tag team, you know, contender match. And I love that they talked that up. I mean, I'm all in on and Shotzi and Knox I'd, I'd probably just say pull the trigger on them winning. Because you already have Natalia and Tamina in the women's in the Money in the Bank ladder match, which we won't even get into why is Tamina in there because there's no reason for her to be in there or Natalia. But whatever. So I'm marking them off the list as well um, as possible. Uh, my list is narrowing down of who I think is going to win thanks to <laughs> the process of the elimination. But Greg, have at it. This whole women's segment, like I said, let Morgan on the mic. Like, man, I was just like, Ooh, I got to turn down my my um, my stuff bra bro or whatever she kept saying it's it's fine because that's who she is but i just found it funny like i hate to be that producer guy like okay gotta turn down the level a little bit more because she keeps yelling into the mic (laughs) it's like a hot (laughs) mic but um yeah so greg have at it all the all the moving pieces in this women's division right there
1: yeah, uh, Liz just nervous. I'm sure that's all it is. <laughs> it was uh, pretty, pretty hilarious. Um, she she was succeeding on a Vicky Guerrero level. Um, it, yeah, that, that it is what it is. Uh, I don't understand why um, Shotzi and uh, Tegan needed a contender's match when they just beat them the week before. Um, and there's no other team in the match. Um, you know, usually that's how it goes. You beat the champs, you get a championship match, but uh, yeah, apparently you have to beat the champs twice now. Hmm. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. It, they needed to, um, you know, fill a little bit of time and yeah, I guess give team and um, Shotzi you know, time in front of the live crowd to see how they would react is the only way I can justify you know, making them having the same match twice. Um and then you know you have to involve the other principal characters with Selena and uh Liv down there uh getting in the way of the match and all that. So uh sooner we can to pull, this match the better. Do you pull the trigger on a tag team switch?
0: title switch already greg or do you think we need to play it out i mean i feel like just strike it like what do you have to lose i mean i feel like you've already you know brought down the tag team titles as much anyway what is it going to hurt it anymore if tegan and shotski have shots have it and yes. i think it'd be fine fine with them because they could work both shows and it gives you yeah. more women to work on both
1: shows absolutely um i think go ahead and do it um you know Natalia and Tamina don't have that uh star power? Star power, it factor. Yes. Um you know, you don't feel them the way we already feel uh, you know, Tiggy and Shotzi. Um they have more of that it factor uh mm-hmm. about them. And um I think they would get over bigger than uh Danny and Tamina, who we've seen for decades and um you know they've had their moment. You know they got their first, you know, championship or you know tag team championships and everything. To me, this first um, title
0: ever, we'll get that. You know, we can knock that off, mark her off her list. Right. So and word real quick, the new girls. Uh, I was to say with Natalia, doesn't she always feel like she's forced? I don't. I never get like Natalia's comfortable with what she's delivering. Like there's a few times. But it's not very often, and that's my problem with Ember Moon and NXT. I feel like Ember Moon feels the same way; like they know what they could do in the ring, but character-wise, I feel like they're never confident or comfortable with it. So that's always been my problem with Natalia. Like, I just don't—I don't get the person. It just—it feels too forced for me. So,
1: yeah, I agree with that. Um, I know I watched the first. I'm going to say four maybe five seasons of total divas and from that i can tell that who nat natty is portraying in the ring is not who she is in her life and yeah. she would do better um playing into that more her her off stage personality yeah. i know she's more like a, a mom uh you know dead mother kind of thing yes but yeah. there's more that she could be doing with that um you know, heart colors, but coming out wearing the spikes and things like that, that that's not her. Um, and then, uh, like you said, Ember, kind of the same thing, you know, who is she really? Mm-hmm. Um, going back and, you know, coming back as the same character pretty much with the, um, the wolf skull or whatever that is right the the pelt and the apocalyptic uh, thing that she's trying to do is not working hmm. and, and that's why she's not getting over with us because she's not believable um, her, her ring uh, work is is fine um, love the eclipse but you know her whole overall presentation is lacking and that's because the the other half of it is the um the persona the creativity the gear everything is one big package and if we're not buying part of it we're not going to buy all of it
0: i know people mocked finn bauer when there was that little um nxt stuff with him like going back to play legos and i'm like you know what like if that's who he is that's who he is like i want to see that kind of side of them and uh like you said it's funny because natalia's not even a mom (laughs) because you know She doesn't have any kids or anything, but she does seem like the the den mother of the division type deals. So um, Bianca Belair, of course, defeated Carmella. Bianca's over. I mean, now we finally see it with the Mm -hmm. crowd, the hair whip. I was very surprised we did see Sasha Banks. I'm going to assume next Friday we probably see her. I think we got to get Sasha and Bianca Mm -hmm. for SummerSlam. It sounds like as well, there might be a rematch. Between Carmella and Bianca, maybe they'll say Bianca can't use her hair type deal, and maybe uh, um, Carmella uses against her or something. But I thought it was a solid match. I think you know Carmella's looked better in the ring. The Huracan was a little bit slow off the get-go uh, from the top rope deal, but you know it. I, I just wanted to see Bianca with the crowd because I think she was the one that was really missing the crowd the crowd reaction and just needing that crowd to help her. And it showed. So, but like I said, I think for Summerslam, you probably got to go Bianca and Sasha, uh, and, you know, do a rematch there. So, uh, Greg, your own thoughts on Bianca and Carmelo there.
1: Yep. Yeah, it was a good match. Uh, enjoyed the match. Uh, love hearing Bianca's because I love Bianca and, um, seeing how she got over with the fans. Um, just in the sense that you know she hasn't changed much from um, her heel character to being a babyface character and um, seeing how she would be how they react to her has been uh, important, I'm sure to them as much as to us. And now we see she's you know a thousand percent babyface and you know she should you know conduct herself accordingly as far as her promos, her ring style, um and i think th- you know the whole hair what thing should be saved for like special occasions only um it can't become a, a staple her thing um her, yeah um at wrestlemania against sasha yeah absolutely um but in a in a smackdown match with carmella no um and i get it it's you know first night back but i don't want to see that every week um Otherwise, I totally expect some heel character to uh, sneak up on her with a p- p- pair of garden just, shears. Uh, and I, snap.
0: and <laughs> I get it. And, like, last night, I think you could play it off because you had Carmella try to use her hair against her. You know, it's like when you bring the chair into the ring. And right. usually if you bring the chair, you get it used against you. So, but like you said, it can't be all the time. It can be sparingly. And, you know, like we said, if if the heel tries to take advantage of it first i think i can i can kind of right. buy it so um any other thoughts on uh, sorry to interrupt your thoughts but did you have any other thoughts on that end
1: no um you know good match and you know definitely got bianca over it in a great positive light so um but yeah it would make sense that you know after the pay-per-view um you know, next SmackDown, you know, we get return of Sasha and we start building that program.
0: Because that's all I don't, I just don't know what else you could. I mean, we know Bailey's out forever, nine months, approximately. They keep saying approximately. I think they want Bailey probably to try to come back like you know <laughs> next week or something. But uh she did tweet out a picture. She went to surgery, so that can't be good. If you have surgery, you're definitely down for some time. But um anyway, so well, Greg, I'm gonna pour one out for Cesaro's run at the at the top <laughs> there. Cause uh
1: yeah, Tippy 40.
0: Him and uh him and Otis had a match. And I I mean I get it. We're building up Otis. I I like the different presentation of Otis. Some people hate it. Um I still feel like you need something else with the Alpha Academy, like the two-person thing, you know, if it's a academy, it feels like it should be more people. And i was waiting for adam cole to come out and help cesaro because i cesaro brought up boneheaded play and they always say that in the uno games that they play online i know that's behind no scenes stuff but anyways um i felt like cesaro needed somebody to come out there to save him because he you were getting that feel and nobody did <laughs> maybe they're saving it but anyways but cesaro it was fun at the top or it was fun while you got some rub maybe you'll see the light of day but uh yeah i think he he's where he's at now and i was i was hoping not and last night pretty much just proved it that yeah he is uh he's back to the lower mid card if we even want to call it that and i just like we said i guess we'll see if somebody does team up with cesaro to go against otis and chad gable because obviously he needs it but uh so, Greg, do you want to lament the the not the the downfall of Cesaro? <laughs> you you could give your own toast to Cesaro getting degraded or down demoted, as it were.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tipping my forty-two, just just splashing <laughs> on the sidewalk. Just it just it's whatever whatever Cesaro you know, drink <laughs> of choice is coffee. <laughs> he loves
0: his coffee, so I'll pour out a black coffee for him.
1: There you go, some Folgers. For Cesaro, <laughs> um, you know, some hearts say goodbye in the background. um It's a shame because the
0: music.
1: the the um the Sarah
0: McLaughlin in the arms. Uh, we'll have the dogs, the sad dogs. We'll, we'll pose Cesaro. I maybe I I need to do that. That that might be my video project this weekend, Greg. Uh, Cesaro's like just all over that. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin music. I need to write that down because hey, 1-800-SAVE-CESARO. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, let's talk about Sad Corbin, though. Speaking of <laughs> oh, God. down-trodden, um, have you donated to Corbin's fund yet, Greg? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that, that check's in the mail. Yeah, it's, it's coming. Um, maybe, maybe I should
0: put him and Cesaro in the uh, Arms of the of the angel, Sarah McLaughlin song. I'll, I'll have a new, but hey, we got Kevin Owens to give him a stunner. Uh, I would have laughed if they would have had like Kevin Owens like drop a dollar on him. I think that would have been a really funny, you know, put in his yeah. shirt or something. But um, yeah, Kevin Owens comes out there and saves the day. Uh, I, I think it's the Corbett's fun thing. I was really it, it's actually a website. It's just a web page. Just it doesn't show any money. It just shows, you know, donate. <laughs> but I, i some people joke. they like, he should have said like a hundred bucks or something like that. Like some really dumb amount that probably would have been easily achievable. You know, you say a hundred thousand. I guess that's believable. But you know, if he says like a thousand bucks, you feel like, oh, he could actually actually reach that. But anyway, so you know, I'm sure they'll have. Maybe next week they'll have him come out and. Maybe he'll do these old school like um you remember the thermometers that they used to do <laughs> right like at schools yeah. and you like maybe he could have a whiteboard and like oh I've gotten a dollar and whatnot but uh, any thoughts on Corbin's fund and I mean it it's something
1: he's <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> still getting uh, TV time for a reason uh, it's going somewhere and yeah. they're doing a great slow burn on this to uh unveil the new corbin character um you know you already have too many you know million dollar superstars down in nft <laughs> we need a <laughs> <So, laughs> down product well, yeah i don't see them copying that template here on uh on raw but or on smackdown but could um, you call up
0: camera grimes man, and have him like need.
1: like a a, a benefactor
0: he can uh he could be the benefactor maybe maybe corbin gets the fund if we don't know who it is and then camera like especially if you have camera grimes like himself and corbin maybe as a as the heel still the face heel you know that could be a different uh dynamic to it, it could but, be. yeah yeah i mean it's so but it's, you feel like, you feel like you're gonna have somebody somehow corbin gets the money and we just won't know who it is. Watch it be McAfee. Maybe the hub McAfee do it. Because McAfee's really, you know, busting his chops a lot. Right.
1: But that's the thing that he's been dancing on Corbin's grave with uh, Nakamura <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Boogs. <laughs> um, you know, kicking his butt. And and he is uh, the more over the top that uh, McAfee to gets, the more I've enjoyed it. So when he's. When Boos is out there playing out Nakamura, he's dancing on the desk and uh, being like the ultimate fanboy. It's it's hilarious to me. So, um, but it would be an interesting little twist, you know. You know, I've been kicking you while you're down, but here is a, you know, here's a hundred thousand dollars of pocket change that I had in my in my Corvette. Here you go. And his belt buckle so, that
0: that belt buckle I thought <laughs> he had on. He Probably could sell that for a couple thousand right there. I was hoping that if he would come out with the cowboy hat, I mean he had the whole the bolo tie, the belt buckle, the black. I mean, he was he was Johnny Cash. He was the rhinestone cowboy there rocking. So and then what did he That's true. he was he was standing on the table during Nakamura's entrance? One of these days he's gonna fall back on Michael Cole, and it's gonna be hilarious. But um, <laughs> so the last match of the night seth rollins gets the win and then climbs up and grabs the case so mark him off the list that was my favorite and i'm like well it's not gonna be seth rollins now uh-huh. um and then how about kevin owens doing the big ladder spot that knocks out the, the cameraman? like that legit like that cameraman starts falling back i mean that unless that was kevin dunn's you know production call but uh the cameraman takes off so um, really good, solid match between these guys. You know, I, I thought maybe Owens would win it just cause I don't think Kevin Owens is winning on Sunday. So I thought Kevin Owens or Nakamura would be your, your winner, but Seth Rollins wins and that really throws my prediction all in a loop for Sunday.
1: Well, yeah, this pushes uh, Big E up to the top of my, uh, okay. SmackDown pecking order um first match i'm agree with you uh with seth getting up there and putting his hands on it okay he's not gonna get it <laughs> um they're giving us a a glimpse of what it would look like if he did get it so now he's not gonna get it um nakamura no um so is is biggie from the smackdown side uh in my on my opinion so
0: it's probably um, Big E and Drew right now. I mean, the top two. Uh, right. But then Drew is so involved with gender, it's like, I mean, they might just shock. I mean, it might be a legit shock to see who's going to grab this. But like we said, I think they need to actually use it the right way this year. Don't have the Otis thing. I mean, the Asuka thing was almost because, uh, you know, timing because of Becky. Come on, her and Seth, we got to work on that timing thing. But, um, you know, Ah, uh, Becky's I mean, been working out those of
1: uh, Big E clouding Paul Heyman backstage too. Yes, so.
0: and that's what that is good foreshadowing. Like, I wonder if that if that's more than that. than we need, you know, and that's why I'm like, well, maybe it's not Big E because that's that's like throwing it out there too. Like, do you make it that easy? So, um, but let's take a quick commercial break before we get into Money in the Bank because obviously we are ready to talk it up because Money in the Bank is it's one of my favorite. And Greg, today is the anniversary, 10 years ago, CM Punk defeating John Cena in Chicago. Nice. That that moment for me, was like, whoo! like I still go back to watch that. I mean, I could watch that every other week. It, so it's funny to think that that today is the anniversary of that. Um, let's get some Realty Talk because after CM Punk won that, I'm sure he bought a nice uh, condo apartment in Chicago uh, he put the, the title in the refrigerator, as it were. So everybody was recreating that. So uh, Sean Nugent is our Rockstar Realtor. And let's uh, let's do a little pay-the-bills time with him.
1: What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home. Now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself three one seven five zero three eight three two two put that home on the market get into your dream home with this man talk to sean at talk to tucker today three one seven five zero three eight three two two and make sure you tell him the boys over at bwsports1.com sent you
0: and i forgot we got one more commercial break we need to take because we got to get some energy going for this last segment I'll let you see the lovely card there for Money in the Bank real quick so we can get our energy going. RogueEnergy.com is your big thing for energy. And... All right, so got all those lovely ads out of the way thank you to all the sponsors elite performance sean nugent rogue energy there's a bunch karma coin uh there's plenty that is showing up in our streams so but money to bank back in front of a crowd you know we had wrestlemania in front of a crowd now we got a a nice live crowd i think they're gonna pop for everything tomorrow night but first Let's go. I think this is gonna be a kickoff show. It wouldn't surprise me if they move it to the pre or the big show. But we're getting the SmackDown Tag Team Champions Rey and Dominic Mysterio versus the Usos. Greg, my official prediction is the Mysterio family. I think the Usos though, win the titles either this my either this Friday night on SmackDown or the next one. Like I think they want the Usos to win on SmackDown and celebrate with Roman or Roman helps them win it. But I think ultimately this week, tomorrow night, the Mysterio families win. Do you have any other conflicting thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, If it's a pre-show match, then yeah, i got the Mysterios winning. If it's on the card, um, the pay-per-view card, then I think the Usos win. So that's going to be the caveat. Where is this match? If nobody's going to see it, then the Mysterios are going to win. But if this is with the rest of the card um you know then the Usos are going to win and we're going to carry everything over into smackdown
0: yeah and that's where i'm going with my next so the raw tag team championship aj and almost versus the viking raiders we just split them singles wise i think this is aj styles and almost but i think the next night there's a rematch i think the viking raiders get it on monday night raw so i'm calling aj Styles and almost to win tomorrow night but I think ultimately the Viking Raiders are getting those titles I just think it makes more sense we could get the Viking Raiders back to where they need to be so Greg who are you calling for tomorrow night in the Raw Tag Team Championship match
1: I'm calling for Viking Raiders Um, and then start a new chapter on Raw Um, and I, I get it you know beat the champs and then beat them in the rematch Um, but maybe they can do them both uh, back-to-back and, you know, they get their immediate rematch and they still lose. So, uh, otherwise, we have to keep this program going because the the champs, you know, are not getting their rematch. Um, So, I think the Viking Raiders take it and then um, beat him in the rematch with some kind of malfunction with styles and almost happening that you know causes their split Mm
0: -hmm. all right and then we're we're going to kind of get our championship matches here go and then we'll do we'll do the money in the bank matches last because it's money in the bank so uh next up let's do why don't we just do it WWE champion bobby lashley kofi kingston we're both saying bobby lashley correct yep i just i don't think i don't think there'll be any shenanigans in this i think you know i think kofi gets some shots in maybe maybe xavier's not even out there just so kofi could say i want to do this on my own but uh lashley's going to run through him i think you know like i said i think maybe kofi gets the beginning of the match and then it's all lashley and then lashley could roll and i i personally like i said i think this should start the night and you just have lashley show how dominant it is any other thoughts on that match greg for your side of things
1: no i agree with you is that um this should be the the uh, opening match um definitely first title match and you know we put lastly back as the uh, powerhouse heel um and like i said earlier you know a 10-minute match with lastly winning about eight minutes of that 10-minute match so um yeah yeah.
0: and uh how about so the Raw Women's Championship, I think, is where I'm like, I'm mixed about. Like we said, I think the most thing, the most interesting aspect of this match we're going to watch, is how's the crowd going to react. You know, I I could see a very split crowd going back and forth. Um, but I think Rhea Ripley ultimately wins. I don't think the feud is done. It probably should be done, because I think you know I think after Monday Bank, we need a clear picture for SummerSlam and a new picture, but. Um, then again, we also have a draft coming in October, so maybe things just kind of run their course through October, but are through September-ish, and then you know October we start fresh. But I think this is Rhea Ripley's to win. I mean, I could see Charlotte winning with DQ, that keeps it safe as well. But either way, I don't really care. <laughs> that's and that's what's sad. Like I just can't. I don't know. It these women are just too much the same. There's no. Um, Jimmy Corderas is a WWE was a former WWE ref, He brought it up. Who do you root for, and why? You know, it, it's one thing to know who you should root for. The second part is why. And this one, we don't even know who we should root for. Um, Greg, what about your own thoughts on this match?
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Charlotte. Okay, and winning the title to... or just winning. I. <laughs> I'm going to say she's going to win the championship for a couple reasons. 14th um, time. She's going to continue the. Um, last week or continue the angle of. You know, I got your number. And. Okay. Um, this new title matches in a row that I've beaten you. Mm-hmm. um, And it's going to be. Something for Rhea to refocus on, maybe change the character up a little bit and her personality or mindset as far as getting back to uh, a way to beat Charlotte. Um, Also, it could set the set stage for her getting moved over to SmackDown um, and having some, some matches over there. Oh Rhea I'll be, moving to SmackDown. Rhea, yes. Okay, okay. Um, and then there's the Becky Lynch patcher. Becky Lynch comes back. She's going to be on Raw, I expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who's the champ? Charlotte. So there you go. It's it's made and it's ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've heard rumblings about. Uh, Becky, lately, and it seems to be more and more as the weeks go by. Um, so nobody said how close she is, but, you know, she's training, she's looking jacked, everything uh, that we've been hearing. So maybe her reappearance is going to be sooner or later, maybe night after SummerSlam, uh, something like that. And, you know, then we have a Charlotte Becky um, thing happening to take us through the end of the year. So um, that's another reason I can see putting it on um, Charlotte and moving Charlotte clone over to SmackDown. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I would just combat that with Rhea Ripley's needed more on Raw. Like, right. You know, when we talk about women on there, like there's not much star power. Now Becky does help it, but then does Becky and Seth want to separate, especially if you're going on True. the road. That's where that's where I find it hard. Like I I mean, I want Becky on all the <laughs> I want Becky everywhere, honestly. Becky can go NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. Like she can <laughs> go everywhere. But um I think the the baby factor <laughs> does also True. play, you know, it's like that's a hard. Like who, who takes the baby? No. But, um, you know, do you leave the baby at home anyways with the nanny or whoever, or mom or dad, but yeah, that's, I think Becky is on SmackDown and, but then SmackDown's loaded. If you think about it with, you know, Becky, Sasha, Bianca, Bailey back at some point. I mean, like I feel like you'd have, you probably would switch back. They, you know, you could probably switch back um, Becky eventually, but, um, I because I would like to revisit Becky and Shayna. I think that's something out there too. So it's like, you know, you could go back to that. But um, um let's go to so I'm curious, Greg, do you think the Universal Championship closes the night? Because I feel like it is. Um, Like Edge and Roman it feels is- like it's it feels like it's close the night. But then again, I'm it's money in the bank.
1: So should you have a money in the bank match close the night? Right, and I'm. I agree. It's it's close. It's kind of fifty-one forty-nine. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think that uh, Edge and Roman should be the second to last, and the Money in the Bank, Men's Money in the Bank, should be the last match of the night because um, that's the note you want to go out on. That's the last image you want to see because that's going to be old the next weeks of tv is the guy who's holding the, the contract um as opposed to uh edger roman you know continuing you know roman storyline so mm-hmm.
0: uh, any yeah, other sure.
1: pay-per-view definitely but this one i think uh the men's money to bank should be the last match of the night
0: and i wonder if if you do the money to bank last edge loses you could have edge take out seth you know to try to keep that fire burning you know so maybe this could go on like right maybe the championship universal championship could be like right before or maybe you know but um yeah i'm going to be interested to see the placement of matches because then again we brought up the cm punk stuff that was technically the last match of the night when um cm punk won the title off john cena but then again that was the biggest storyline that had to go like there was no doubt. Um, and I can't remember who won the was that Dolph Ziggler winning that year? I feel like. Yeah, because then he cashed mm. it in in 2012 on Del Rio at the WrestleMania after. Because it's Big E and AJ with him. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was somebody else who won the money. Cause I think we did that was was that was that no was that when they just have two money to bake raw and smackdown or did they just have one
1: uh they usually have one for each
0: brand yeah yeah so that I forget who won the other but anyway so um that's not not here then we're there but I do so let's get into let's go to the women's side of things I'm going to screen share so I'm going to remove this for a minute so we can uh get a good look at these women share screen and I love talking to myself as I go through it. Let's see if we could see that. There we go. All right. So Greg, <laughs> we've already kind of knocked out a couple of women. <laughs> Actually, we've knocked out half the field. So automatically I'm gonna say Natalia, Tamina, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan. That side is gone. Then I get, I'm gonna say it's coming down to Selena Vega and Alexa. And I'm going to say Alexa Bliss wins. I think Alexa Bliss just makes the most sense. You know, she can have it on the playground. She can, you know, make it up somehow. It just, yeah, I'm going to, because I, I don't think Zelina needs it. I think Zelina has kind of shown that she has this star power that you could throw her in a title match whenever you feel like now. you, I feel like you've kind of put that up there. Now, some people have said, what if Sonya Deville <laughs> – what if somebody gets taken out? Sonia DeVille puts her name in there. That's I've seen that floating around. It is interesting. We didn't see any Sonia DeVille at a pierce last night. But uh I'm gonna say Alexa Bliss takes the case here, Greg. What about
1: you? Yeah, I agree. She's the only thing that makes sense really. Um even though you don't, you're not gonna pull I, for your girl Asuka? It's is <laughs> I'm always pulling for Asuka. I know. Uh, <laughs> as far as the winning for this match, I don't see her happening. Um, Would so Naomi only be the dark horse?
0: Do you think Naomi mm-hmm. could be like the swerve? Like, oh, let's just skip to Naomi. But then again, they gave her that Andre, that are the women's battle royal, and we saw that that did nothing, so right. I don't know. Uh,
1: it's between it's Alexa with Nikki uh, of distant second. Yeah. Um, because I still see him leaning into the uh, almost superhero mm-hmm. um, just for, oh, depending on how the audience reacts to it. Um, oh, that's true. Jones we haven't like seen Game the Busters, audience. Yeah. Right, we
0: haven't seen the audience. Right.
1: Right. That's the whole thing is, is that uh, we won't know until she comes out that uh, tomorrow night and get booed out of the building or everybody could pop for it. So, um, I think they may be what they're looking at. Uh, I can definitely see it going over huge and, you know, with her and Alexa, you have the classic good versus evil mm-hmm. and um, but Alexa's the proven batcher um, in this match. So mm-hmm. I have her winning and with uh, Nikki on the fringes of uh, you know anybody else aside from uh, Alyssa wins it would be her just because of the potential of the character.
0: And I mean, I like I guess I like the idea of Liv Morgan getting it, but I feel like Liv's already kind of getting her rub, and it almost she started to show she doesn't need it. So I think that's good because you know. So maybe, you know, and I wonder, too, since we saw Alexa disappear Monday night, like will Alexa even be at the start of the match? I feel like there's going to be shenanigans and she'll show up like in the middle or something like that or, you know, you wonder when right. Alexa will show up just because they played her up like where she go. Maybe Eva Marie tries to take her place and then Alexa just takes her out. <laughs> right. I could see that, you know, I could see that happening in our – or even Marie tells Dewdrop to go up there and Alexa just shows yeah. up at the top and takes her out and you know, Alexa gets it. But, but I'll be, I, I could see Alexa not being there at the start of this match. So, um and let me stop that share so I can bring up the men's side of things, where are the men at, so we could see their pretty faces. I will this say ma- that this the
1: women's, the the, the women's match is the one match that uh, you basically would still in the Thunderdome because they could do a lot with the the parlor, that's true, yeah, that's true. Alexa disappearing, and right as um, somebody's or um, like you're saying, with Eva getting to the top, and um, you know, with Dewdrop's help all of a sudden there's a uh, uh, Alexa at the top of the ladder sitting there grinning at her. So yeah. just, from, I guess it is for that aspect alone.
0: I forgot about, you know, the, the parlor tricks, like you say, I mean, if anything, you just have Alexa <laughs> hang it out under the ring like undertaker style. Our, our sting had to wait. Remember Sting had to be that statue and had to wait so long that he would start sweating off his makeup when he was feeding with <laughs> Seth Rollins. So, but this men's field, Greg, I tell you what, this is probably the most stacked men's field we've had in a, you know, in a bit. And I mean, look at these, I mean, look, like Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, John Morrison, Nakamura, Big E, And then, you know, you throw in kind of the newer guys in Ricochet and Riddle. And this thing is, you know, it, this really, I think they're going to pull out all the stops. And I think this will be a really good match to kind of let everybody have their shine. I think I agree with you earlier where we talk about Ricochet. Ricochet is the guy that I think has the most to prove, though. We know uh-huh. where everybody else kind of is positioned. You know, we've seen everybody, you know, we've seen Nakamura get some time. We know uh-huh. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins could be at the top of the card, the bottom of the card, and still be important. It doesn't like Seth Rollins is Teflon uh-huh. in my mind. Kevin Owens is kind of in that regard too. Riddle, I think we're starting to see where he goes. Drew McIntyre, I mean, I guess John Morrison could be another name, like, but you know, Biggie, it's Biggie and Ricochet. I think they got a lot to prove. And my easy, safe pick is Drew McIntyre. But your the foreshadowing, like you brought up with Biggie and Pay- and Heyman, that's that's very intriguing Mm -hmm. and i mean is it too soon for biggie probably not but i i'm gonna say drew mcintyre i know it's a safe bet it's probably the easiest way to go out it you know it is intriguing in a way because do you just forego the stipulation somehow and say well drew's got the case so the case you know, overrides anything else, but, or do you have, you know, Drew go to Roman and just try to take out Roman and switches. But I think Drew needs to be on raw and that, you know, that's what's going to be telling. um, So what I'm hearing is the the draft will be October, like first and third or whatever. It's going to be the beginning of October. So that's still a couple months of, you know, a few months away to where we, you Mm -hmm. know, we still have time for guys to kind of make their name, but. I'd say drew McIntyre is my, my favorite to win in my prediction. And Big E is probably a closer to second than I think anybody else would just be a nice surprise, you know, and I, I wouldn't have any, honestly, I don't think I have a problem with anybody winning it. Like that's, you know, truly I look at all these guys and I think they all could do something with it. So I don't really like if anybody wins it other than drew okay. And if Drew wins it, okay. Like, I'm kind of like, I'll just see where the story goes no matter what. Like, usually, you know, the women's side, we were kind of like, you know, automatically I'm like, nobody, this person's not going to win. This This men's side, like, I could see a case for everybody. So who is your official prediction, Greg, at the end of the night?
1: Yeah. um, I can never see where you're going. going Um, In an... Drew just seems too obvious Yeah And usually when it seems too obvious They don't do it, um, <laughs> it It's Interesting because It would be an interesting Twist because of the stipulation with Leslie um, And in the case That he does win it The way to Squash that was would be to come out On the next show And go Okay, if you have the contract, that means your stipulation in your last match with Lashley is null and void, because this is, this like trumps it. So Amen. just come out and just out with it, and don't make us guess. Just put it out there, so that way you unravel that mystery, and he can carry that forward, and not have that everybody wondering the same thing. So... If Drew wins, you have to go ahead and put that out there right away. Right away, yeah. Um but like I said, it seems too obvious with him in this match. Um KO with it would be awesome because we we love KO with Mike time and him being able to come out and stomp around and and be intimidating. Um we're watching the evolution of Riddle right now. Um, I think a year from now, he's going to be a totally different character. And we have got to watch his uh, ascendancy, his maturity uh, before our eyes. Um, Ricochet, so much potential, and he's on the cusp of it. And he just needs to be, you know, let 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 him fly, uh, pun intended. Um Morris is the only guy I cannot see winning at all. Um, so um, he's got the big old X on him, uh, <laughs> Firefly Flynn House style. Um, Nakamura would be fine. Um, I don't see it. And um, Seth, like I said, we already saw his hands on the case at um, SmackDown, so he's not going to get it. Um, and then Biggie so putting out there right now give it to Biggie all bets are off he's been you know a solo act for the last year um, and you know crowds are back they're going to go mad for him and so much to do with him uh, with that contract in his hand, or that briefcase in his hand, so much they could do with it, and you know, build up for a match with Reigns down the road, while giving Biggie plenty of steam uh, for the rest of the year, high, higher profile matches, and um, so it just is too too obvious. Otherwise, it'd pay through it. It just seems too obvious, so I'm picking E. If I had to go to the to the bank and put a bet down right now, um, I go with E one and then uh, Drew two.
0: And Big E could go to Raw and cash in on Ashley, and that could come full circle for New Day. Like, you know, you could almost play that off like, oh, Big E got the job done. But Kofi or Xavier Woods couldn't do it. <laughs> so who knows, like where you could <laughs> go with that? Or you could just have them right. all happy. You know, you could have the, the. You know, you don't have to. You could just have them all happy for each other. Like you could have New Day, you know, Chip and at Bobby Lashley for Big E type deals. So. Um,
1: or, or the perfect, or the most amazing fantasy booking right here. Um, Kofi beats Lashley, and then the E wins the Money in the Bank. And beats beats Kofi. Or, uh, yeah, then he gets drafted over to Rob where Kopi is the champion.
0: Would so, you have to know. turn Big E heel in that regard, or would you keep Big E as he is?
1: Ooh, it would be interesting. That's uh, a,
0: that's why I, mean, I think uh, – that's because we've seen a little Big E as heel, you know, with the stuff with, like I brought up earlier, Dolph Ziggler and AJ. But, you know, we've seen Big E for a face for what, seven years? You know, six whatever New Day's run has been. I mean, I guess they were kind of heelish for a short time. Um, you know, that they were, I think, the, you know, they've always been kind of teetering that line, but for the most part, they've been pretty, you know, pretty much faces. So, yeah, Kofi yeah. wins, and then Kofi, Kofi and Big E would be intriguing. And maybe we could have Xavier Woods in a shark cage on the top. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like yeah, we joked that one they, time, like a new day match for biggie or for xavier woods xavier woods uh on a mat on a ladder match on a pole match you can be like the custody of go. uh dominique <laughs> but
1: hey, so uh, a new day uh, civil okay. war would be a fun storyline mm-hmm.
0: well we should have always got the shield one and we kind of did but it felt like the shield it it was start stop and go with that one so um I mean, we did get the night that Moxley won, or sorry, Dean Ambrose won the won the Money in Bank. I think cashed in on Seth, who beat Roman. <laughs> so you had all three Shield members hold the title in one night, which is crazy to think. But um, I'm I'm intrigued with the men's one more so than I mean, the women's one. Like we said, I, there's some aspect, but that men's one is like this is like really the top. You know, some of the top guys you got right now on both sides of the fence, you know, Raw and SmackDown. So this men one, I think, is one of the more stacked ones we've had in a while. And I know some people brought up, oh, champions shouldn't be in it. But sometimes, you know, like that one that they did all former champions, I kind of liked because it made sense at the time. And this one, you got Drew, who's won it before. Kevin Owens has won a title. Seth has won a title. So it's not like you have, I mean, John Morrison won ecw title not like you have you know a lot of former champions in this one so i think it's got a good mixture of you know guys so ultimately i think we're in for a good night we're so happy to fans back and like you said i think seeing what fans will react to mickey ash i can see little kids being big you might see some little girls or boys you know with the making their own costumes and you know mm-hmm. i think Nikki ash I think she does fly. I think she'll come off the ladder and, you know, backstage will make like, oh, did you see me fly off the ladder and all that and play that up? So it's good. I think the crowd back is going to be fun. And the Roman edge match, I think, is going to get the crowd going back and forth. Charlotte match and Rhea Ripley. So we're just happy to have crowds back, fans back. And I think we're in for a fun night and build a SummerSlam in Vegas. I think that's going to be awesome to see because, it just feel it'll feel like a big fight, you know, all night in there in Vegas. And I believe the first event for that Vegas stadium. So that's that's pretty good for WW to get that. But uh any closing thoughts you have, Greg? So you're you're calling Suns
1: tonight and game six? Yep. Um all right. We we need to go, go ahead and get him out of there. Um we take the momentum back with game five tonight and then um close them out in Milwaukee. And this time next week, we'll be celebrating so the Suns is. Championship, uh, the first one in their 53-year history. So let's go, Suns. Um, so stoked for um, you know these live crowds. And the energy is already so much better. Um, the product already looks so much better. Uh, I got goosebumps watching SmackDown. Um, you know, hearing those pops, and you could tell that the uh, performers were feeling it. And so uh, that's going to carry for a long while. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, going to Fight for Fallen and seeing, you know, AEW Live for the first time um, and feeling the vibe at a wrestling show. You already got me beat on that. But uh, you're now seeing gigs. So, yep. um, but uh, it's going to be so much fun uh, getting back out there and joining it in person. So um looking forward to seeing the uh, money in bank tomorrow night, uh, hearing those reactions, talking about it tomorrow or next week, this time next week. And uh, well, we have a new have a NBA weekend.
0: champion. Well, we have a new NBA champion by next week, no matter what, or would game seven probably be next Saturday?
1: Uh, no, uh, game seven would be Thursday. So, oh, okay. Oh, cause Tuesday is probably game six. Right.
0: Oh, so cause I was thinking there'd be two days so, between travel, but I guess nowadays with far, you know, private planes and all that, they could probably get one day and get there. So, so by Thursday, know, latest you know. it would be Friday. Okay. I was curious if that, you know, I, who know, you know, I would think Saturday night would be the bigger night for a game seven. So that's why I wasn't sure if they would, you know, what the what the schedule was. But, um, yeah, so we got five. Have you, and real quick, have you been to WWE events live? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, you said you. Okay, yeah. I thought so. So have you been to pay-per-views live? Any pay-per-views? Yeah, I've been to Royal Rumble. I went to uh, You went to WrestleMania. WrestleMania yeah. Okay, okay. Just making sure. Yeah, because Royal Rumble is the one that I keep, it's on my list, but it's never, it's never close. Now, you know, nowadays it's been in Texas and California and Florida. So I'm like, well, who knows when I'll get to Royal Rumble because they haven't done, they haven't done anything close to here. So, um, but yeah, definitely. Thanks for watching another two and, and 42 hours of 40 minute show for you guys. Whew, we got a lot to talk up today, so um, get back at it next week and enjoy the weekend. And I need to end broadcast, that's what I need to do. And there we go.